<laughs> well, thanks for coming. No, thank for, you. First and, and foremost. No, I appreciate um, it. So the first thing was I wanted to start with um, get back to your bodybuilding days. And uh, if you can tell me how did you first get into it? Uh, when was it? And, and why, you okay. know, just to, yeah. to start from here. Yeah, actually, um, okay. I um, started going to uh, sheet metal school on the island. And uh, my dad at the time was with a lady that was a, a personal trainer. And um, I was, I was about 20, I'm going to say 22. Mm-hmm and um didn't really know anything about it um other than you know arnold schwarzenegger and yeah. whatnot right and as a kid of course he idolized those guys but yeah. um i was uh i was really quite scrawny not that i'm huge now or anything or even got that huge but uh i was a very introverted person and the only thing that really got me out was my guitar Mm. and uh i always had a guitar in my hand all my life um so it was kind of my security thing maybe Mm. that's you know uh, always playing in uh you know bands in school and Mm. where we jammed was kind of the hangout and you know but as you know school goes and life goes on you know you kind of start going through these stages in life and um i really craved it but i was i was really scared to go so you started music before oh yeah you were into music from like a super young age yeah i see okay yeah yeah i did i i wanted to be a music teacher okay yeah yeah um at one time um and so starting were you doing any kind of like other sports before getting into bodybuilding or was it really nothing other than yeah. one in high school you know but yeah. again i was i was always the short guy the small mm-hmm. guy um <laughs> basketball was out volleyball mm-hmm. wasn't really my thing yeah uh rugby i did play rugby for a couple of years in high yeah. school um as a hooker you know the guy mm-hmm. in the middle there that just you know get thrown all over the place um but i did play hockey in my younger years of course i mean every kid here did you know um uh, i did actually really enjoy hockey but my mom was a single mom and it was hard for her to afford it you know Uh, so but once i got older too it was like started playing more guitar yeah and uh we lived on a farm up um on what's now probably not so far out there but at the time it was pretty far out from black mountain uh mm-hmm. joe rich okay um, i don't know where it is yeah but, but it was like the we, island is, is no this oh. was up in black mountain oh. here in Kelowna oh, okay. actually yeah. yeah um um on the way to big white kind of thing okay. yeah. there was like three kids on our school bus mm-hmm. <laughs> me my sister and another yeah you know um so that's all i did was just play guitar Mm. you know um from an early age and then once i got into a little bit older starting putting bands together and whatnot but uh kind of meandered there but yeah um again i always wanted to get into the at least 
maybe feel better about myself or something. Yeah. But again, it was it was the uh, just very uh, scared to go and nervous, mm. you know, and uh, just didn't have the self confidence at all. Um, but she took me when there was nobody there. Who? Um, you, my dad's you, uh, okay. girlfriend, you yeah. know, and uh, at the gym that she worked at. Yeah. And. Um, you know, kind of built me this routine and I stayed mm -hmm. with it for that whole time I was out at school. And then I came back and my friends were kind of like, holy moly, <laughs> you know, like, mm. holy, you know, what did you do? You know, mm. uh, show me. And then, you know, and a few of my other friends were actually into it as well. And how um, old were you at that point when you I was about, like, started you know, I, probably 22, 22 21 yeah. around there, you know, and, you and then I always trained and mm -hmm. it was up until about 27. That's when I kind of really kind of went for it, mm -hmm. I guess. You know? When you started, you, you, it wasn't like right at the start that you were like, okay, I really want to get into this. It was no, more no, it was more years. just uh, to try and put on some weight and not yeah. feel so self-secure all the time. Yeah, really. Um, I mean, I had lots of friends and this and that, but it was, it was always, you know, the little guy or whatever, and not trying to be big. Just wanted to yeah. be a, a little more confident in myself. Yeah. I guess was the thing, and, and challenge myself as well. Mm -hmm. But I just didn't know the routes to take, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got back from school, I, uh, you know, I started just going to the to the rec center and. I just c continued to do that and not mm. even tell anybody. And, and then, yeah, you know, somebody would be like, oh, what are you up to? You look different, mm. you know. And those were, were the kind of like kept kind of pushing it a bit mm. more and more, you know. At, at that point, w what were you working on as like ca career was or job was? Were you? I, I was in sheet metal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see. I started sheet metal when my tw about 21. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. And um, so late 20s, you start to really get into wanting to compete and, and, and stuff like that? It wasn't actually, um, you know, I didn't really want to compete until I was almost 40. Mm. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, I did, uh, like, uh, I, I kind of stepped away from it for a bit and then concentrated on the music for probably about five years. Um, because of the band that I yeah. was in, um, we were starting to do some neat things and mm -hmm. it was kind of like, you know, the balance thing was very tough. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I kind of put the training down for, I was training, but I wasn't like, my diet was crappy. Mm -hmm. My sleep was crappy. I was drinking a lot, you mm -hmm. know, um, my, it just went like this, boom yeah just to kind of concentrate on the music right and uh it was actually we were playing um uh this festival and i watched the dvd after of us and i was like oh my god that's me <laughs> like you know like i had a belly and um like i was almost mortified i was mm -hmm. like holy crap and it was like right then I was like, no, man, no more. Mm. So I just stopped drinking and uh, started training again and eating right. The band um, was, we did a CD and kind of did some stuff with that. And we were mm -hmm. kind of on this break. So I had some time. 
and then we got a, a festival thing and uh well i'm sober and mm. people thought i was they were coming up to me like are you all right are you sick yet? <laughs> like, yeah like yeah. you have those <laughs> yeah you yeah. know and and then there was the other crowd that were like, oh, yeah, this guy's on steroids, mm. you know, which I wasn't. So it was just yeah. like you couldn't win either way, you know. Um, and yeah. When, so when when was that time, like on the to keep the timeline? So that would have been 2010. Okay. Yeah, to about 2011 or something okay. like that of that little. And then I stopped and then I started really, really training. Like I said, mm. it was 2015. Um I was really getting serious into it, um, and uh, I was listening to this podcast, and uh, Frank Zane was on it, mm -hmm. and um, he's he said he's like, if anybody wants to train with me, give me a call, and he he said his phone number on it. I was mm. like, <laughs> what the hell? It was really late at night too, and yeah. I wrote it down, and I called him, mm -hmm. <laughs> and. He answers the phone. I thought it would go to like, you know, like a voicemail <laughs> yeah. thing, you know what and I that mean? Was, that was him. It wasn't like going to be his home phone number or his cell phone or whatever. And he's like, hello. <laughs> oh, is this Frank Zane? Yes, it is. And so we just started talking and he was like, well, you get yourself down to California and uh, we'll train. Mm -hmm. and, but in the meantime, you know, he was kind of like this mentor where he was helping me with my diet and he was... Um, mm -hmm you know telling me how to train i guess and uh i'd send him pictures and he would say well do this do that you know tweak this tweak that and then i was starting to look pretty good and he was like well maybe you should compete mm. you know you're 39 it's the last year of that category um the next is masters you know and you got to be pretty good mm -hmm. <laughs> at that point you know um at that point you're still around Kelowna yeah I Kelowna was in the country yeah okay yeah so when I went down to California um, and when sorry I don't mean to cut yeah. you uh, what was your relationship with music at that point it was kind of here and there yeah you know I didn't really mm -hmm. pay much attention mm -hmm. to it it was like I was kind of on this I was gonna make it a, a thing yeah you know yeah. but it was very naive too like mm -hmm. I wasn't I thought like everybody was natural. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not. <laughs> no, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I went down to California and I seen, it opened my eyes to like, mm -hmm. holy hell. You know, okay, you can only go so far in this yeah. unless you want to, you know, start doing things that you might not come back from, you know? Mm. And, um, so when you arrived there, he directly took you under like a certain training time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we trained for um, it was four days that I was trained with him, and then we did two days of kind of like uh, nutritional theory and stuff. But in in the meantime, he was sending me books mm -hmm. so that I would read, and then it was so I was prepared when I got down there, more or less. And, um, yeah, so I trained with him and another guy that he was training for, um, Mr. Universe mm. and, uh, <laughs> just killed me. Like it was insane. The guy was, uh, well, he was in his seventies at that point. Mm. And, you know, with him, it's all about form. It's not about how heavy things are, yeah. you know, and, uh, 
it really humbled me, mm-hmm. you know. But then to see this 70-year-old guy just, like, with flawless form, mm-hmm. you know, it, it made you appreciate why he did the things yeah. the way he did. You know, he was injury-free at 70 years old, which well, was yeah. something you want to strive for, you mm-hmm. know, the longevity. But talking with him and stuff like that, you know, he really opened my eyes to to what the industry is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like I said, unless you're very gifted genetically, and there's a lot of guys out there that are, mm-hmm. I'm not, <laughs> you know, going to be this monster so um, you know as hard as I tried I kind of came to that conclusion Um, but you know I still had the drive for it kind of wanted to see where I'd fit in in the crowd you know and I ended up coming in third in my category so what competition was this was it there as well no this was here in Kelowna here in Kelowna yeah um, so it was the first year of classic physique Mm. Um, so you know it was more about symmetry and stuff like that. Yeah. Ba- and it was based on your height, mm-hmm. not your weight. No, I see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, now it's, it's a whole other thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's, the guys are massive again, you mm-hmm. know, where when it started out, you could be fairly aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and that's what I was striving for because that's yeah. what I knew I could do. Um, and then, yeah, I kind of took a break, did a few things in between, and then I was going to do one more show, and that's when I had the heart attack. Okay. So it, before, just before getting uh, this, did you feel like you were, because you, you kind of started this to, like, for to feel better and, and, and stuff like that. At that point, did you feel like you were... Uh, healthy or or what was your like lifestyle for that it was like very strict and completely for that you had like strict nutrition strict lifestyle yeah yeah like uh up at three in the morning you know um Mm -hmm. train before work you know get your food together go to work eat every two hours and you know everything's pre-measured and pre for years yeah for years um and yeah just the whole you know (laughs) training routine of you know 12 weeks on take two off 12 you know just the whole just never stopped for for a lot of years you know and it started to really mess with my mind too i think and you know i i think in my mind i really didn't want to do that show but mm. in my mind, I was like, <laughs> my, my other side of my mind was, it was like, you got to, because you said you were gonna, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I didn't want to cheat myself. Mm-hmm. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself at that time, because I also had like, um, um, not sure. um, emergency alert in bc oh, but this is that. a test <laughs> maybe that's what it was <laughs> maybe it's not a test it's <laughs> yeah same thing okay we're all gonna die yeah um yeah you know and uh, i mean in between all that too i was training um martial arts and jujitsu hmm. um not brazilian but japanese yeah. um which there is a difference not that it's harder or anything but um just make that distinction um 
and I was training for a belt, you know, and I mm-hmm. had a, a, a Yuki who is my partner, you know, who wanted to do it as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, you want to bail at sometimes, but sometimes you can't and all this is going on. And then on top of it, I find out I have this ischemic heart disease, which I did not know when I was doing all this training and eating, eating like a, you know, like a machine. And it was just very hard on the body in the end, you know, um, it just all added up. And then were you feeling it at this point or you were, you know what? No, not until Mm -hmm. that morning. It Mm -hmm. was a very weird, strange feeling. I had no reason to be upset or Mm -hmm. somber, but I was, and I actually was, um, playing music at that time and I had recorded a video before and like my head was like totally red and my mm. neck was white and not thinking anything of it but it was like hours after that that I had the heart attack yeah. and uh how how does it how does it feel like having a, it was, a heart attack you know what it was like um it was like this pressure inside your body and it was mm. like like, is this going to stop, you know? And, mm. and yeah, like chest pains, obviously mm. arm going numb, but it was like, as this pressure built inside of me, I really did feel this. I don't know. I was above myself looking down mm. on myself. Yeah. And, uh, uh, somebody that I was working, I was at work, uh, said to me, Oh, what are you hung over? I was like, I don't even drink, you mm. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's not yeah. I said, I think I'm having a heart attack. And uh, he's like, really? And then the safety guy comes and is like, yeah, you're having a heart attack. Oh, and shit. Then, but yeah. we, you were still conscious and stuff? Like you were just like feeling. I was conscious. Yeah. But like I said, it was like when that, when that guy said, hey, are you all right? You mm. know, it's like snapped me back into. <laughs> into consciousness or something. Mm. I don't know. It was very, very freaking odd. Uh, yeah. Hard to explain. But uh, it was a very quick ride, and the safety guy, you know, got me to the hospital. Um, we didn't wait for an ambulance. Uh, when I got into the hospital, it was like they knew for some reason mm. what was going on. There was no, like, can you sit down? It was just right in. They EKG'd me or whatever they yeah down this hallway and it was like alien autopsy man it mm. was like uh people ripping your clothes off and you know telling you to hold on and you're gonna be okay and mm. and, uh, and and that yeah. whole time you you were feeling because like uh, uh, like a hurt, w- what's happening is that there's no more there's a something that's blocked and there's no more blood coming in the that's heart. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Was, okay. uh, yeah um, Some, I mean, something in arteries is blocked and you yeah. don't have enough blood blood coming in. Exactly, yeah. And what it was, it was, a, it was plaque on the inside, mm. but it was uh, caused be from the thick blood mm. um, scraping on the inside. Yeah. So, yeah, it just made this blockage. Um, yeah, it was just enough to, I yeah. mean, it could have been so much worse, but it was enough to throw me into orbit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you didn't lose, uh, once you were there, you didn't lose like consciousness and it, it didn't, 
did it like stop did your heart stop beating at a point no 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 there was no um arrest i Mm. guess you could say that's when (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. that would have been deadly probably you know yeah uh, without a cpr or something Mm -hmm. um so yes i got lucky on that respect um it was more you know yeah it and it hurt it sure did yeah um it was a trauma of it though Mm. really oh yeah you know um and not being in control of anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you just i was a very close person and uh like i don't want anybody touching me or Mm -hmm. you know or probing me or even go to the doctor you know and now Mm -hmm. you got a hundred things being stuck into you and there's 20 people standing around you got Mm. you you know there's no shame at all Mm. (laughs) you know so if something came of it maybe that you know what i mean after that i was like well i can pretty much do anything now Mm. um but yeah you know what i what i what i found hard about it afterwards was that it was kind of like okay you had this episode here's your new medication that you got to take for life and uh you're good to go Mm. and it's like okay i'm good to go what do you mean like what's what now you know and Mm. there's there's really no no support afterwards Mm. for that you know because uh a lot your world just changes right you Mm. know um mentally you're kind of uh starting over again a little Mm. bit you know um you've kind of you kind of seen maybe how how things are going to play out in the end you know so now you're like when's that going to happen again Mm. because you you've you did you feel like you were going to die or yeah oh yeah yeah. shit yeah yeah, whether I was, I don't know, you know, but mm. when I was at the hospital, the, the the doctor told my wife, he said, I was like Humpty Dumpty that was on mm. the wall. <laughs> you know, I could have went this way or that way. Yeah. Thankfully, I went the right way, you know. That kind of really yeah, shook my brain, you know. Now I'm on this new medication. In my mind, I'm like, if I don't take this, I'm going to, I may die, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or if I well, I can't go to the gym, you know, what am I going to do? Die on the gym floor Mm -hmm. or, you know, or I can't uh, go for a run. So Uh, you can't, so right now you're you're prescribed like that you you can't have any, what, like heart elevation too too strong? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, they recommended not doing anything for like four months. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for four months. You know what I mean? And uh, in my mind, I was like, (laughs) <laughs> no, oh, no, yeah. no, yeah. screw that, right? I feel fine, you know, mm. in my mind, right? All I want to do is get out of the hospital. Mm. Um, and then driving home, you know, it was like, holy moly, I've never seen that tree before, but I must have, you know? <laughs> and mm. the leaves are so vibrant and everything was just mm. like in 3D and like, it's just like a whole new world out there. Mm. It was really weird. It was really kind of cool, you know, mm. it was something that I ended up losing, obviously, because mm. of, well, you know, things fade, but it was a really neat feeling. Um, 
But when I got home and I walked into my house, I was just like, there's just no way I can be here. You know, uh, I'm looking at pictures of myself and my wife and whatnot on the wall. And I'm just like, well, that's not even me anymore. You know, like Mm. I had this very feeling that I had died inside almost, you Mm -hmm. know, like um, no longer that person like how can you go through that event and still be the same person you know um um, and all the things that were wrapped up in that person as you know my job the the bodybuilding thing Mm -hmm. um they were things that i identified myself with yeah um because i wasn't very experienced in life you know Mm -hmm. and uh when those things were you know kind of taken away i wasn't allowed to go back to work in my job anymore because now Mm. it's a liability Mm. you know um so now what do i do you know uh, oh yeah i I didn't get it so you couldn't get back to your job no and you lost the main uh thing you were doing outside of your job yeah 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 and then like i said before um my one of my best friends passed Mm. at that same moment it was about yeah it was about yeah in that year Mm. and uh it just threw everything into this like i'm running out of time yeah you know and uh that's when i told my wife i was like i'm sorry but i can't i can't stick around here anymore Mm. you know I hope you understand. If you don't, I'm sorry, but yeah, I just cannot be here because I I was almost a I wasn't sure which way I was gonna go. You yeah. know, I, I was so depressed about just losing. I felt like I lost a lot. You know, yeah. looking back on it, it's like, well, yes, you did, but there, you know it was livable Mm -hmm. but at the time it's like your whole world is just you know um and being a person of such routine you Mm. know yeah it really messed with my mind and the guilt and this and that i should be doing this i should be doing that i just had to all i wanted to do was get into the woods and just be in the woods i didn't care how i got there what i was living in or what that's that's all i knew and uh like you you mean the woods like surrounded by forest or just yeah like isolate yourself in a no just living in like a closer forest yeah. yeah 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 just isolate myself yeah yeah and my brother um had uh has some property in on the island and i called him and i was like man i gotta get out of here and so he and this was another thing he uh <laughs> set up like a a plane ticket for me at WestJet, and I went to get it, but they wouldn't let me on the plane. Really? Because uh, of the heart attack. Oh. And I lost my mind. Absolutely mm. lost my mind. Like, I kicked the doors off the, mm-hmm. <laughs> off the airplane, uh, yeah. the, the lobby. And uh, the cops came, and they, mm. they were going to arrest me and tase me, and... I still had the things on me, (laughs) and I was like, ah. Did you tell them, no, don't tase me? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, man. I had, like, (laughs) 
aspirin and i'm like please uh, don't yeah. yeah and the guy's like it was pretty kind of funny in the way because mm. like this guy's yelling at me and i'm just like i'm not your kid and he's like i'm glad you're not my kid and we're both looking at each other like this is pretty stupid mm. you know and then the paramedics came and they tried to get me on the plane and all that but WestJet still wouldn't let me on the mm. plane so mm. back home i go and i throw everything in my truck and uh I headed for the island and I really just knew where to go. I didn't know what I was going to do, what I was going to stay in or anything. Mm. And uh, I got out to my brother's and he basically kind of like nursed me back to health for about three weeks or so literally like had my medications on a timer and stuff mm -hmm. because i mean it was so new to me and if it left up to me i wouldn't have done it you know um and then it was like okay i gotta go and i just went into the woods and uh you know obviously come out and <laughs> do yeah. this and that but it was a lot of isolation and uh Did just you? thinking you mm. know did you say stay several days like in the woods or i stayed out there for five months oh yeah so you had okay so but he had like a house where you were staying in well i stayed at his place for about three weeks okay yeah yeah and then it was like just gonna go i mean he's got a lot of property so yeah. i just went to the end of his property in the rainforest basically right. and um this was like march so it was pretty rainy mm. was not prepared for that where uh, were you staying in for to sleep so i slept in my truck for okay. about a month yeah um and then i bought a tent okay and then i bought a camper and i yeah. thought i was living like a king and uh meanwhile i had all my i was still training i, I oh really yeah i took my weights with me <laughs> when mm. i went and uh Because when I trained, I never trained in a gym. I trained at home, mm. um, just with really free weights, just primitive. Um, so I just took all that with me, and I just mm. set it up in the woods and put a tarp over it. Interesting. And then I would crawl out of my truck in the morning, <laughs> and then my tent, and then when I had the camper. You know? mm -hmm. um, meanwhile, I was writing a lot of songs, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I, I was writing this book called midnight ramblings and uh, i would just always seem to wake up around midnight out there yeah. uh, the moon would just come oh, really? you yeah. know yeah. and there's li very little noise or light pollution and you know and i would just go out and i would have a little bottle of wine and and i'd play my guitar and Like in the middle book. of the night? Yeah, yeah cool. writing this book, you know. Yeah. When it wasn't raining. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then I started turning these little midnight ramblings into songs. Mm. And uh, when I was in the hospital, I had a friend call me, unbeknownst that he, I was in the hospital, and he asked me to play a show in Vancouver. I really didn't have any material at all. Mm. We were kind of dabbling a little bit before, kind of starting this acoustic thing. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and 
then he's kind of like, what are you up to? I said, well, I'm in the hospital. I have a heart attack. And he's like, well, there's no way you can do this. Mm -hmm. It was in May. This was March. I said, I can do this, you know? So, yeah. And that was another reason maybe just getting away. Just like, I, now I got this thing I have to really do. And uh, come hell or high water, I'm going to do this thing, you know, mm. even if it kills me. <laughs> mm. And, yeah, so then came out and did that show with them mm. and kind of got <laughs> a little bit sketched out in the city of, you know, after being in the woods for yeah. so long. And That's what I was going to ask. That. How did you feel coming back to uh, the modern well the funny thing was i ha i borrowed my brother's truck because mm -hmm. uh it was a little more dependable than what i was driving and he says to me he goes you're gonna get to the city and you're gonna be all buggered up so i'm gonna take this key and i'm gonna wire it underneath and you know so when you lock the keys in the truck at least you have a spare mm. and i'm like yeah right man first thing I do when I get there is lock the keys in the truck <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was right he yeah man well. but I had nothing to cut the wire with and he oh. really freaking wired it up there mm. so I got this rock and I'm trying to beat this key <laughs> off <laughs> and finally get it off so yeah I was totally messed up I was mm. really messed up somehow I did that show it was probably mm. one of the best shows I've ever done oh really yeah, yeah you know I because it was so new, mm. you know, uh, and uh, this just everything about it. It was great. It really mm. set me up for like, okay, I can do this. You mm. know, if I can do do it this way yeah. under all these like circumstances, you know, I can do this. So I went back and I started writing more, you know. Mm. But then as I kind of like, I started getting better, I was like, what the heck am I doing? Mm. You know, like. I have a wife, uh, dogs and cats that <laughs> I love. Mm. Uh, I have a house that, you know, I took all my life savings basically and just put it on my, my mortgage when I left mm. and then just laughed and, um, because I wasn't sure where my next dollar was coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, I tried getting the medical EI, which was a real, <laughs> like, holy, it damn near broke me, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that's what they try to do. Um, with that, mm. they really don't want you to have it. Mm. <laughs> um, it took me having another heart attack and going to uh, Vernon. Oh, shit. You had a second one? Yeah, because I was so bloody stressed out mm. from not getting any. Like, I could not support myself anymore when mm. I came back, you know. Um, that it finally, it took this beautiful lady at, at Vernon to hear my story and she was like no this is not right you know so she sent a social worker to my house mm -hmm. to call the EI place and that lady sat there for like two hours while I was on the phone getting the runaround finally she had had enough mm. and she grabbed the phone and <laughs> she's having a little bit of a this and that with the lady and then it was all good Hmm. had it been not for that i don't think i would have got it i really yeah. don't you know um and that kind of like really did kind of save me hmm. because i wasn't sure what the heck i was gonna do um 
But once I kind of got back on my feet with that, I started building that food cart. And Hmm. that's where things took off with that. (laughs) So, and so at that point, you were back in Lake Country. At that point, yeah. They were able to help you. So you were able to like, like take some time off and without worrying about the like money wise with with things yeah you know so what they they kind of set me up for retraining yeah you know as long as i did what they you suggested then i was on a good path and um as i had already had my cart started and kind of had an idea in my Mm. mind what i wanted to do with it you know um they sent me to community futures in vernon and then they helped me out like magnificently mm-hmm. you know like the nicest people in the world down there yeah. you know i don't know who, there was quite a turnaround but um yeah it wasn't for them you know they really believed in me they made me work for it though you mm. know it wasn't easy you know i had yeah. to go there three times you know but uh in the end yeah they they helped me out immensely mm-hmm. And uh, me and my wife would run that, you know, at the markets and whatnot. So what was that project? So that was called the heart cart. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, I don't know if you say my gimmick or my my premise of it, you know, um, was because my wife is into fitness as well. Mm -hmm. And she's an amazing cook. So, you know, what can we do here that's different? Yeah. You know, and... uh, we did really well with it you know and we kind of tried to keep it clean you Mm -hmm. know clean eating Um, there was no deep fry stuff Mm -hmm. and i mean she made everything from scratch so So it was a food truck it was a well what i did was i i bought a flat deck trailer and then i um uh being my old job i built a lot of food trucks and carts and things Mm -hmm. like that and I just listened to these guys tell me their stories. And I was just like, man, I would love to do that one day. Mm-hmm. You know? And my buddy that who had passed, we, al- we always had this, oh, we're going to open up a taco wagon, you know, mm-hmm. and we're going to pull it down to, you know, wherever and just live mm-hmm. life off this taco wagon, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of it, you know, I have to say, you know, uh, obviously not tacos, but uh kind of you know in a little bit of homage maybe mm-hmm. to him as well and um you know it was actually some of the funnest times of my life because going from that construction background yeah of kind of being very closed and you don't really talk much to people you know when you go out you just you do what you do and you go home and you just talk to your friends basically right people you know but when you're you know serving the public you got to kind of be you got to have some conversation you got to you know make things go yeah so you kind of have to really change your persona you know and it it really um changed my outlook on life a lot Mm. i think it made me a lot of a softer person you know what i mean um a lot more seeing the humor in things too Mm -hmm. you know um and some of the people that I've met through that thing, is, you know, I don't, I don't know how I would have met them otherwise, you know. Right. So that's one of those maybe serendipity moments or something. But 
it was a real good time in my life i was it was it was a shame that you know with the covid i just couldn't i couldn't maintain it to what they wanted you know um i just couldn't afford it for what i was making Mm-hmm. You know, it would have taken me a long time to get back the the money that. Because what what were you, were they asking? Like you couldn't be you couldn't comply with like regulations and stuff that was. Yeah, you know, well, just like the upgrades of the mm. packs of oh, yeah. glass and cleaners. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And gloves and just yeah everything that goes with it. You know, like I w- when I was doing it, I mean, I was like, you know just starting out so every nickel counted you know yeah. and, i mean am i going to spend money on paxi glass or am i going to spend money on you know stuff that people are going to buy right so mm. you know and if i spend my money on the paxi glass i got no money i can't buy the product yeah. so you know and it's not like i was making a killing off of it mm-hmm. so to try and get my money back out of it it was yeah. i just kind of had to wait to see what was going to go on and it was kind of good i did because i mean it changed so much right um so basically i just ended up selling it mm. <laughs> and uh yeah. through covid yeah. through covid yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so now you're back at like not knowing what you're you're going to do well uh, yeah so well this is yeah i um, mean at that point at that point yeah you know I was doing art, I guess. And that was one thing that I found that I didn't really know I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, being a metal worker or whatever, I was making a lot of neat things, yeah. you know, but um, nothing very artistic. Yeah. But I knew a lot of technique, I guess, you know, and I would always have these visions in my head oh, i'd love to make this one day or whatever i don't know how but whatever but i just started and found out i could do a lot more than what i thought i could yeah and um you know so then i started selling my artwork at the markets and um <coughs> people were buying it <laughs> mm. wow pretty neat <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah you know um so then it kind of yeah it really gave me a kick in the ass you know That's i had cool. my um cart and i when i had the cart i was selling my art off the cart as well mm-hmm. you know um but once the cart was gone it was just the artwork that was really keeping me going mm-hmm. uh the music was very i mean i was playing music but i wasn't playing music places that were paying me yeah because there was nowhere to play um, right uh so yeah I, again it was like what do i do you know um the place where i was working they'd laid off a hundred like almost a hundred percent of their staff mm-hmm. you know um so unfortunately there wasn't that available um but yeah you know the it was just like little people would come out of the woodwork and they'd be like can you make this or i want this and it was just enough to keep things going it was really Mm -hmm. really quite cool um and yeah the more i got stuff out there the more people kind of you know the more the orders started coming in yeah um unfortunately then when you know up till uh say three months ago when i went down 
to uh, spend time with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how long I was going to be down there, mm-hmm. you know. So I thought, well, if I'm going to go down there, I'm going to need a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. The art, the music, as fun as they are, and I love them to death. Probably couldn't live without them, but are they going to support me through that? Mm-hmm. Probably not, you know, um, especially with everything that's going on right now. People aren't really buying art, yeah. you know. Um, the music's back out there, but it, playing live takes a lot of energy. Um, and the balancing is hard, right? So... But I basically was just putting all that aside to go spend the time with my dad, you know, um, however long that would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a job with the union down there, the sheet metal union. And so that's kind of where I am now. Mm-hmm. My dad passed about a month ago. Now it's like I kind of have these tiny little roots down there now you know Mm -hmm. and although as much as i am grounded here i really do feel this draw of starting something new yeah um and it may seem kind of seems kind of weird to even say but like i'm kind of in the last 25 of of my life Mm -hmm. so you got to be happy you know what i mean um Sometimes you got to make some small sacrifices at the the, be- the beginning to make the end better. And yeah. I feel that's kind of where I'm at, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, like short-term discomfort of like embracing the the unknown and, and, and losing the attachment from where you are to, yeah. to going somewhere you feel is going to be better for you. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And maybe, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's about the longevity of things, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and happiness, really. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. say. So at this point, I got to be really sure what I'm doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least really be in tune with like what you feel is going to be the best thing for you. And regardless of if you have to move or not, like just, just following that, uh, it's definitely the most, uh, yeah. You know, for myself, it's like, I mean, I could, I could live in a box and Mm -hmm. have very little, you know, um, my wife, unfortunately, probably, needs a little more than what mm-hmm. I need, you know what I mean? She needs a little comfort and deserves it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's another thing, right? I got to make sure that I'm doing... I'm doing right by by doing this and not dragging her into what my... my uh, you know, uh, unplannedness yeah, or something. You for know? sure. But... I have to say that she's pretty cool and, you know, she's really, she's excited about it too. Mm-hmm. So that helps, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Otherwise, yes. probably, you know, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So when, when you when you got down first to the the island um so it was to spend some time with your dad yeah um i know you you wrote a song there that was for him that was yeah um so he was diagnosed and i think it was around june of last year with uh als okay just um, kind of you know noticed some things were going different you know and he had already been diagnosed with dementia mm -hmm. before that from a head injury um, kind of like a, a punch drunk kind of thing and uh, but then there was obviously some other things going on that mm -hmm. weren't really jiving with the dementia and uh, so they had when he was diagnosed with ALS it was kind of like okay what is this mm. and then reading it it's like holy moly okay <laughs> the outcome of this is not going to be mm. good and it's not gonna it's going to be pretty rapid from what i'm reading but to be in it and see it it is it's it's a it's a terrible disease you know mm. uh and it goes quick mm. and uh, you know I, I could see where he was going and how quickly it was going and how quickly he was forgetting things mm. and uh, that was probably part of the dementia more than the LS but um, I was just in a real panic that I wasn't going to get from Kelowna to where he was in time mm. you know um before either he passed or his memory went mm. or he didn't recognize me anymore or didn't even have a clue what was going on yeah. you know um so i wrote that as a letter you know and then it was like he's a, he was a guitar player too mm. so ended up writing this song and then I thought well hell I'll just I'll put it on line so that he can listen to it mm -hmm. you know not even thinking anybody would listen to it mm -hmm. you know I recorded it with, with one microphone and, mm -hmm. and in my you know little room and just made a little silly picture and threw it on and uh didn't think much of it looked one day and it was like uh, around 500 or something after a week i was like oh my god it's amazing <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know on youtube right i was like how did anybody even see this i don't understand it i got <laughs> like 63 followers on here you know what i mean mm -hmm. like and most of them are my friends mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? and uh and then it just started lighting up it was amazing it was just it was like holy hell like mm -hmm. i was like I was almost addicted to watching this thing light up, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean, for some people, it probably happens for them all the time, but I don't know how this algorithm thing works or why mm -hmm. it got in people's mix of whatever, but yeah, it was like, it was getting like a thousand plays a day. It was like, holy, wow. what the heck is going on here? And the mm -hmm. likes are going up and the comments are going up and mm -hmm. 
it was blowing my mind you know mm-hmm. my dad got a real kick out of it too because uh, did, did he listen to it yeah 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 yes. i mean he he thought it was a great song you know mm-hmm. whatever he liked it uh, but he got a kick out of when i went down there at christmas time and i was like well, look at this dad goes on the youtube you can see mm-hmm. you know and it's like there's a hundred people listening to this thing right now you know mm-hmm. he was just like wow this is amazing you know so that was really cool you know um and then yeah i mean it went out i don't know it was like over forty three thousand or something today wow. which again to a lot of people that's maybe not much to me it's a no it's it a blows my freaking mind man mm-hmm. like uh yeah and i get the the coolest messages from people i don't know mm. that somehow relate to it one way or another um some really neat stories um And like I said, I guess it's just the realness of the song. I don't know. Yeah. You know, there's no moving pictures or anything in this. It's just a picture. Yeah. I mean, right. Um, and for some reason, people listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and I can see it. It's just, mm-hmm. it blows my mind, you know. Um, I wish they'd listen to my other stuff more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, and, and nonetheless, it's really, really cool. And then like, even to see like, uh, you know, where it gets played, hmm. you know, um, all over the world. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really something else, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I get a real kick out of that. I yeah. don't know. That's, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, people relate to like true, because even you don't need images just with sound like, uh, real emotions right because that's what's happening when you when you write a song and and you use especially when you write a song about something that's happening in your life you'll put out like real emotions that you have down to lyrics and and song and then these are the thing these are universal things that all humans can 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 feel but it's awesome when uh, when people when a lot of people can relate and 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 take these on on their own story and relate to it yeah you know and like i said yeah those comments are just like you know there was another one this morning and Mm. there's like you know this lady saying you know how it reminded her of her grandpa playing Mm. on the porch and how he used to play this and you know that and It's like I don't know who this person is, but wow, it's somebody took their time to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's it's pretty amazing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Um, people I know that don't do that. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. It's weird where your support comes from. You mm-hmm. know, um, not that I haven't had any, but it's just. Uh, I find that your biggest support are people you probably don't even know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. For whatever reason, they they uh, relate it to something deeper yeah. than who you are, I guess. Yeah. You know? Not the same. Um, yeah. It's a really neat thing. And like you say, the universal language yeah. of music. And also, because your because your only connection with these people are are these songs, whether whether the the people that you know already, 
you have all kind of like different relationships and people like know you through different things and they don't necessarily associate you with one thing that's Other right than stranger out of the internet they just this is the, the bridge between you and them is just that song that's right yeah and when it creates like that that deep sense of like connection and, and recognition through just one thing they they want to to and they want to express like how how meaningful it was for them like that's that's a that's a big thing like that's yeah it know. doesn't get any better than no. this right like that's that's it, it's especially through art and yes it's yeah. like the ultimate goal is that having all the people relate to to your art and and be touched by it yeah you know and i think that's another reason why like i don't really promote it hmm. you know um when i first started getting stuff on spotify of course i was trying to ram it down everybody's throat you know like <laughs> i got this look what i did you know i'm pretty cool whatever you know um but after a while you're kind of like i'm kind of feeling like a jerk you know like mm. i'm just hitting the same people over the head with my stuff all the time yeah. you know um it's either that or you pay somebody to to put it on a playlist or um yeah curated or whatever you mm. know what i mean and to me that's just lame you know like mm. i just i don't know for some people that's okay i just don't i think it's a little bit I don't know what it is like is like self-promotion you, you you don't like doing that you mean I, it's not so much a self-promotion it's where you know like a some of these people like they'll they'll they'll, they'll make a song and then they'll i mean i get the the messages all the time from in my box like hey we got a special this month two 2.99 and we'll put your song on mm. 34 playlists around the world and yeah. we can guarantee you this many listeners and this many followers or whatever mm -hmm. why would you like i just don't get that because it's mm. like who are these people are they real are these plays even real does anybody even care you know yeah. probably a few you know and i see it with some some people that i know like you'll see it with their spotify obviously because it's like they put this song all of a sudden they're up like from like 35 listeners <laughs> you know mm. and they're like in the thousands now and it hangs out there for a bit and then after a month or two they're back down to their mm -hmm. where they started again yeah. i don't see the where's the benefit in that other than for the people that are taking your 299 yeah you know there's a few people that are out there that will obviously get it but it seems like it's a very small number of people mm -hmm. you know yeah um i just yeah i have a hard time with that part of it yeah I, um I, I, that's why where i feel like if you put it out there now, obviously, I, I will say, hey, you know, I put this song out there. It's mm -hmm. here and there and, and whatnot, maybe a couple times. But then it's like, you know that whoever's listening to it is listening to it because they want it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's a biased way of my biasedness. 
but no, uh, yeah, no, it, it makes sense. I feel like it kind of depends also what are your intention with this. Like, do you want to like push it to the maximum? Do you want to actually like monetize it? Do you want to like it? Kind of depends. Because the thing is, like, the reality is that today with the ocean of content and stuff, that like if you wanna if you wanna try to expand a little bit your 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 reach like promotion and like advertisement and stuff like it's it's a very it's like you you don't have any real way around that if you really want to like push something but then again like it's not necessarily the 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 goal of everybody yeah i mean i'd love i guess i just found like i i see a lot how how do you compete with some of these promotional com- campaigns? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I would rather use, say, that two ninety nine to maybe make another song yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Because that you got to do that every time, you know? Like, it, it's only on there for a limited time, and then you're back to where you started. Mm-hmm. And um, unless, you know, by some miracle you know you're you're one of those ones that gets hit you know what i mean mm. and there are those ones obviously but uh i think you know having platforms like youtube you know to grow a base you know mm-hmm. all of a sudden like with that song i'm almost up to 800 like it just went from like 63 to 800 followers it was mm-hmm. weird you know what i mean so i mean which isn't huge again but it was a pretty big jump you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? If I wanted to put out another song, I probably can probably jump that maybe again. I don't know. You know, I mm-hmm. think the I think the the odds are about the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. I just yeah. And I guess that's another thing, like being an independent artist is kinda like where are you gonna direct your funds? Yeah. You know? If I'm going to take that $300 and hope that one of these playlists is a hit and then it doesn't, and I'm back to where I was, I'm going to feel kind of cheated, I think. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I guess you kind of you have to see where do you get money from that first, right? Because independent music, it's mostly from live shows and, and things like that. Um, and even, I mean, YouTube, you, you can start monetizing YouTube uh, when you have like above a thousand followers, but still like you need to really make a good living out of YouTube. You need like a lot, a large, large follow. So you need oh, to yeah. invest e- either into content or like weekly put things. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard to see like, if, is the investment going to be worth it for sure? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, and I guess I've just watched, I, I, I know people that have done it and I've just kind of watched what's played out with them and mm-hmm. they have good songs. Yeah. They have really good songs. But again, you know, you watch the numbers go up and then come back down and, you know, is it worth it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that, again, there's so much out there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah how do you get it out there i guess you know yeah um i'd have to say that you know putting stuff on like having the artist channel 
and then putting your stuff on YouTube and it gets linked to the Apple Music and to the mm-hmm. to the Spotify and that's a really good thing actually. You know, some people look down on the Spotify thing as like, oh, they're stealing my money. It's a really good way to advertise. You mm-hmm. know, it's basically free. Yeah. You know, um, when I put out a song, you know, they'll make a little campaign and do you want this or not? You know, and yeah. You know, and it's. I think it's actually really good. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Spotify. <laughs> as mm, a, yeah. You know, maybe if I always had more spins on there, um, it would make more difference. But I don't know. I think it's a pretty good thing. Even with the Apple Music, you know, it's it's a good thing um, yeah. for an independent artist because you're not going to sell CDs these days, you know. No, <laughs> you know that's I, for sure. I tried that. <laughs> I got a lot of them, yeah. but they're getting p- played on the streams, right? So, yeah, it, you know what's popular right now with the uh, how like the most how people are promoting um, their music as independent music is is independent groups or, or musician. It's by doing short form videos um, that are like slightly funny or or like that's the thing i i see a lot like on tiktok uh, youtube shorts like people going in the the street and do something and then play a song uh but it's a lot of videos and just like catch the attention by not necessarily the song itself but doing something that is like kind of funny i had one in mind that just like kind of break through um and the guy was like playing he plays like um like street street music and stuff like that and he has a something on the ground which is written a free broccoli and he brings like broccoli and he gives broccoli <laughs> oh, yeah. and like it's just like just one little thing like that it's totally random and funny but like and and or um, he did something also where um he plays and there's another guitar and he's like anybody can play the guitar can come and and put a solo on it or like they they just like a little bit you need to be a little bit creative to catch the attention uh and it's kind of it's almost like that now and it's one of the things we were talking about like for but any kind of art today you need to be a content creator Mm. and you need to know how to catch the attention of people even like it's even more important now than the actual product that you're you're doing yeah it really is so that's something you 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 kind of it's there's you know there's like two ways of of seeing this it's either oh like fuck this and i don't yeah or you kind of have to like play play the game uh, um to be in it but it's not absolutely necessary depending on your your style but it, it's the way kind of like now artists break through oh for sure um, i mean the attention span thing right I yeah mean, i mean i find myself even with it with those reels is like Oh, oh, yeah. Stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but sure. yeah, then there's one that will catch your eye. You're like, oh, okay. And it's usually just something, a lot of action or something kind of different or chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like that whole, I mean, the whole promotion thing is a whole other job. You know, as you know, um, yeah. you know, sometimes 100%. after making the product, you're just like, I'm done. or is this even any good yeah you know Mm -hmm. now i'm gonna promote this thing that i'm i think it's good you know but what if it's not (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and so there's that part of it you know um which you do have to get over 
you're going to progress at all, right? Yeah. Um, and being, a, I guess, a self-promoter as well, you kind of got to be a little shameless, maybe, you know? And have a, sometimes I feel like I'm being a bit of a narcissist or mm. something, you know? Um, when I see so many so many great players and artists out there, you know, and it's like, I'm not trying to compare myself or put myself on that level of anybody, but, you know, it does put a little bit of like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, know, uh, am I, do I have a right to do this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, without coming across as maybe being, a jerk or a narcissist yeah. or something like that. You know, I see other people do it. I think it's great. You know, I'm, if I see somebody with talent or whatever, I'm like, mm. wow, like, give her, man. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's something you, you definitely have to break to be able to go over that. Cause it's, it's not, I mean, anything you do well first of all like the important thing is like you're doing things because you actually like to just like do the things and and it shouldn't really matter if it's like if it's like like awesome but you're not doing it only for like the outcome of how people's going to react right otherwise you, you wouldn't do it or if you do things like that at some point you stop and and you and you're very bitter if like something doesn't oh do yeah well. Hell yeah, yeah, and especially if you don't, I mean, if you don't expose yourself to other people or uh, people that are doing the same thing as you're doing, Yeah, you know, your perspective is only Mm going to be what you know, right, so, you know, if, it's just like if you're always just playing music with the same people all the time, yeah, you're probably not going to maybe progress that much. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're all going to get to this point unless somebody's going to start pushing the envelope mm-hmm. a little bit, right, in a band or whatever. Um, you know, so, uh, is, yeah, there's that point of learning too, I guess. You know, at yeah. what point do you kind of, <laughs> well, at what point do you keep learning? At what point do you perfect what you know? Yeah. Uh, and wonder if what you're trying to perf- perfect is even worth it. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In the practice of your art, you mean of the the thing or yeah. Yeah, and music. Yeah. I, I and mean, music, I try yeah. to. I I think I look at them very much the same. Y- yeah. 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 I was saying art generally. Mu- generally speaking, yeah. I was including music for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's a. I, I don't know. It's a weird thing with the artist like making art because I'm not a trained artist mm-hmm. it, um, it was a, it was a actually pretty tough room to break mm-hmm. <laughs> you know because um, I was just a sheet metal worker yeah. never went to art school um, where the music is like it doesn't matter you know so the art is a little bit tougher I find mm. um, to to promote. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you're being vulnerable. Like any any art, you're, you're you're putting yourself into the thing. 
that so that's that's something that I found also with not necessarily music, but like when any form of art, you, you're putting a part of you in the piece, mm -hmm. and then you put that piece out there, and then so when people judge the piece, it's hard to like detach from your identity or your worth or like everything from the piece of art you're creating or you created, and and you feel like when people don't like it or, or judge it you feel like it's very personal so this is what is really yes. hard with the, yeah. the art but I, I read something I don't I can't say tell who but it was a good thing uh, who's I think I don't not sure if it's Rick Rubin or somebody in that type that said you're not defined by one piece of art but by a lifetime of of creation sure so like never never okay, okay don't remember because we said that but never like attach yourself worth or if one one piece is because that's just one little part and just judge at the end with your full roster of of songs yeah and one one song one piece it's it's just like a, a drop in the ocean right so yeah and i do feel it's kind of how life is you know what i mean oh yeah 100 percent. you know and it's just like when you meet somebody you know you don't know what they've done in their past or or where they're headed or you know you just see what they're doing now mm -hmm. so yeah you yeah, know yeah. Mm -hmm. you know i think we talked about this before mm -hmm. where you know i'm working with some younger guys that you know they just see yeah. this right they don't they think that all you do all you've done all your life is what you they see you doing at the moment right? yeah you know and uh and maybe don't realize what it took you to get there mm -hmm. <laughs> you know totally. or to come back to where you are right you yeah. know um, as yourself as somebody that's been around the world and things like that you mm -hmm. know um you've seen different experiences and things done different ways and yeah you know uh, where you know some of these some people though all they again back to perspective it's like all they know is this yeah. and that's they think that's all you know too yeah <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah yeah the, 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 i mean and that's, i was that way I, yeah totally yeah you know i, I see it now yeah you know that's uh that's that's a like really the argument to I mean not the argument the, the point that that uh, tells how much somebody's quick judgment is is irrelevant, right? Because you only know what you think you know and what you you think yeah. you're seeing, but you don't know anything. So, like that that typically that point that was that can be bothering sometimes because like oh but you know you don't know my whole story, but it actually shows how much it's actually irrelevant to let yourself affect or 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 you know feel bad or or any kind of negative feeling because of thinking that that person think i'm just that you know yeah. what i mean yeah and there's another not that i'm like True but enough. you know i'm, yeah. a, I'm a lover of, of quotes but there's one <laughs> thing that is really good and again fuck i can't say can't tell who said that but it was um, I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. I don't know if if that makes sense, yeah, yeah. but it's exactly that. Like we we're trying to thinking to think 
about oh how is that person perceiving me yeah. and i'm gonna like try to conform with that whether it's just completely irrelevant yes but really yeah, yeah have a, being able to detach completely from from trying to think about what people think about you and how you're perceived um it, it's very important and the fact of recognizing that people can't know who you truly are by just having a, a like a short moment of your life or a snapshot of your life it, it it's helping like say okay like it doesn't matter and mm -hmm. i don't have to tell them my whole story it's fine because you know yeah. you're the only one who will know yourself completely anyway oh yeah because nobody was above your shoulder your entire life no, to, they, to know and feel and they that's, don't know that's, what it took together right yeah. yeah you can criticize something to to death but you don't know what it took to create that oh yeah or you know well you know not just talking about a piece of art but a life too you know like you know, yeah you know, you could say, oh, wow, that guy, he's pretty rough. It's mm -hmm. like, well, you should have seen him six months ago. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you don't know, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's, I think the more people you meet, the more places you go, that's where you really start. I think that's where you really start knowing who you are. You're like, is it yeah. in the solitude thing? Yeah. You do, you, you learn your emotions, mm -hmm. you know, you, of all these things that you've kept pent up for so many years that you didn't think you could show because, uh, weakness or judgment or, or guilt perhaps, you know, yeah. um, not wanting to, uh, bring anybody else down with your nonsense, you know, but when you're out in the middle of the woods by yourself you can mm -hmm. really let her go you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. yeah and then yeah at some point it becomes a little bit exhausting it's like okay we gotta get back to to life here else it's yeah. you know what direction are we going in but um but yeah once you get out and around more people i find and and people that do neat things you, you find out that yeah you don't know very much yeah you know um and you might not be as good as you think you are mm -hmm. and probably is the case yeah. you know um it's like that adage right like if you're the if you're the best at whatever you you know in your group well it's probably mm -hmm. time to move yeah. on right you know totally. um, because okay maybe you're the teacher or whatever but you know progression is going to be slow right mm -hmm. um and yeah getting a, getting out and seeing different people's art and uh techniques and mm -hmm. other people's music even like uh, it's amazing you know seeing people where their brains mm -hmm. go and what they come up with you know it's yeah like, i would have never thought of that you know or mm -hmm. But I just learned something by watching this person, you know, yeah. and uh, or maybe even got a little bit humbled by what they mm -hmm. did. You know, I think that's a great thing. Totally. You know, it, it makes you a pretty good person. I think if you can take a step back and go, oh, okay, hundred <laughs> percent, yeah. You know, like yeah. I got some work to do here mm -hmm. or whatever. You know, and. Uh, I mean, the stoicism thing, mm -hmm. I really do 
believe in that a lot. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, and it's got me through a lot of times, and I believe through through the heart attack thing, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, that thing, you know, the wisest man is the man who knows he knows nothing. You yeah, know? yeah. And, uh, and just how to look at things objectively, mm. you know, and how to maybe deal with a crisis without crumbling, you know. Um, those guys <laughs> back then, they knew a few things, right? Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that is crazy. And, uh, yeah, I know I, I, I lean on that stuff a lot. So yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah, because it's like either there's like the detachment where you're saying like seeing things objectively, it's, it's almost detaching from your, your ego. Uh, yeah. to, to be able to observe better but it takes the in stoicism they have like four there's four pillars and one of the the a big pillar is uh, courage and it's this is typically what that is i found because it's you need courage to just like look at yourself and and be like okay and and what what am i and be be a relevant judge of yourself and be a good um and be a good like observer and not fearing oh, like this was bad or just like, oh, I sucked at that and be okay with this. It's fine to suck at this. It's fine to this. Oh, and that person is, is better than me. Yeah, there are people better than me in this world. <laughs> yeah. How do I, oh, yeah. my ego is hurt. Like, yeah. oh, who do you How think you are? You, you know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> fine. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, but it's really, it takes courage to, to like um, do art, do music and put it out there, do, do things like look at all the things and, and, and congrats like all the people and, 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 and observe yourself and, and do, to just be humble and like have the humility of, of, of being open. It takes courage. And, it sure and does, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I admire anybody that can put anything that they've created out there. Yeah, you know, no, yeah. And I absolutely. would never bash anybody because who the hell am I? You know? And art is mm-hmm. so subjective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless it's like blatantly like <laughs> yeah, you know, something blatantly obscene or something. I don't yeah. know. But even there can be some artistry in that. But um Yeah, you know, we think that even with being a metal artist, it's not like a huge, there's not a whole lot of metal artists probably mm-hmm. compared to say painters or photographers or even clay sculptors or something. Um, but when I see somebody that is, I consider better than me, I'm just like, wow, show me what you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Where I think when I was younger, I wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. I was more like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I suck. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, just shut her down. You know? Yeah. Um, but now it's like, holy moly. You know, I can see, it, I, I can appreciate somebody else's yeah. uh, knowledge, somebody else's um, path, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, they've done something right, you know? So advice is a, a advice can be very cheap but it can yeah. be so valuable you know 100%. And, uh, even like one thing i see like bringing like being in the sheet metal trade and i was a journeyman and uh apprenticing apprentices mm-hmm. uh, a lot through the i mean i did it for 
this will be my 23rd year or something, you know, mm-hmm. of being a journeyman. When I was a journey, as an apprentice, the journeymen were like, no, this is how we've done it forever. <laughs> we are not changing it. <laughs> and if we see you changing it, we're going to, you know, you're out of here. Right. Yeah. You know, and the whole time you're just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And that can go two ways where you find out why they did it that way, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, because it totally backfires on you. Or when you become a journeyman, you end up doing your own thing, right? And then you you got to look at the kids that are under you that way, you know. And, uh, yeah. uh, just because they're younger and they don't have a sheet metal ticket or maybe anything, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're they can't look at something from another angle that might make you go holy moly you know yeah i would have never looked at that like uh that's pretty free you know yeah um again if you're so close-minded and um, afraid of showing maybe you don't know everything like you might miss out yeah yeah and i guess uh, for a lot of things in life you know Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just like it's uh, to me. It's associated to um, wisdom because, like, as as you and the thing is like it's not always because you're old, you're wise. Uh, like by example, yeah. When you somebody that's like into that practice and they were doing things a certain way, and they wouldn't have like the open mind to just listen or see another way of doing things um that's just because like it's too it would be too uncomfortable to you've spent years and years and years and years and years of your life doing it one way that you're so sure it's the right way Mm -hmm. uh and then suddenly like if if somebody shows you like a different way like it would it would crush you yeah but because you you were you were closed on on the thing it's a and, and I think being being like wisdom comes with like first an open mind, but also having the ab- the the opportunity to also hear and see different ways of doing things and of of thinking and of of uh, like different experiences. Like shows you like the it opens your your mind, and, oh, and that's yeah. what build the wisdom and the capacity of not like judging directly or no, it's not this, it's not that, but just oh, and you see something new. Oh, okay, like. Uh, because oh, yeah. you know that you've you've seen is like oh, narrow-minded is just like when you've been s- too like rigid with one way of of thinking and doing th- and doing things for years and that your brain just like locked into that way and then anything else is just a threat for you right yeah it's it's how it's how we like uh yeah maybe a little bit of jammer to the ego or something right? as well yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> you know yeah. like i'm the guy i'm the pro here or whatever yeah. right and like and then this kid just showed me up yeah <laughs> like or whatever right yeah yeah I'm gonna plunge him in the, the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah don't ever show me that again <laughs> yeah no yeah. it's a funny thing um yeah you got to be you have to be open-minded yeah to, to grow you know um because if you're not you're just again you're just you're gonna be that old guy at the end of the road you know, yeah. that's like, get off my lawn. You yeah. know what I mean? And that guy hasn't left his yard in yeah. 20 years, you know. And he, again, now his perception is just 
what he sees every day, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, I think another thing, too, like, as we kind of get older, um, if we don't continue to to do these things, you know, break out of our shell a little bit, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot easier to get introverted. Oh, yeah. Um, as we get older, I think. Um, and I think, for me, the pandemic really showed me that. Mm-hmm. You know, to try and get me out of my house was like, it would take a wild horse sometimes, you mm-hmm. know. It, um, when I was younger, of course, you can't wait to get out of the house, you know. Um, so, again, you know, it's like, you know, if all you watch is say like uh, one news source or whatever, that's all you're gonna know. You know, you kind of gotta expose yourself with a few different views to maybe keep yourself relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that could be a tough thing too. <laughs> yeah. uh, the progress of the world is so quick. You know. Um, you get left behind pretty easily. Yeah. If you, you mean, if you stay in your comfort zone and you isolate yourself. And yeah. 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 You know, it, there's a, yeah, Steve Reeves. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was a bodybuilder back in like the fifties. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he said this back in like, I think it was like in the sixties. It was like with what technology is today, there's no reason for you not to follow your dreams, mm-hmm. you know? And that was in the 60s. I mean. Oh, he said that in the 60s? Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So today, with all that we have, if you're not using it, you know what I mean? And, and it's not about being famous, mm-hmm. you know? It's if you want to do something... It's a pretty good chance you can do it these days, you know. It might yeah. just take a little bit of drive, yeah. you know. And again, like you say, how far do you want to push it? Where do you want to go mm. with it? You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all it's 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 just about that, right? Yeah, because you can go pretty extreme, right? But yeah, the, the amount of 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 knowledge of opportunity that you have like today is 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 pretty big. Yeah. Well, I mean, like even. Uh, Let's say like 2009, uh, mm. you know, there wasn't really no, there's no like real, I mean, there was Facebook, things like that, but it wasn't used to the, to, to the extent that it is now. And I, I used yeah. 2009 just because of the band that I was in, mm. you know, we didn't really have a real good way to promote ourselves. We had MySpace, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which we know what happened there, right? Yeah. But by the time, you know, you know, even Instagram really started picking up, mm-hmm. you know, we were kind of done. So, you know, back then it was much harder to promote yourself, really hard, yeah. you know. Um, like literally you're putting up your posters on the on the uh, telephone poles and things, mm-hmm. you know, and there was no like we're just gonna post this on facebook and yeah people know. still do that today yeah to you know yeah <laughs> but yeah you know you really had to 
hustled and yet people yeah. do their shows and things like that you know um and even like when i was in say high school and playing in these punk bands and stuff had we had instagram and stuff like that mm. you know maybe maybe things would have went further you know what i mean but we weren't doing it for instagram or whatever right we were doing it because we love to do it yeah so there's that side of it too right like um what are you using these platforms for you know like are you doing it to boost something that you love doing or are you doing it to boost something that you want to be you know like yeah yes you know like yeah. if, you're, if you're using it to try to be famous you probably might get let, <laughs> you mm. know you might get let down and it's you see a lot of depression with that yeah you know? yeah yeah again is if you attach too much to just the outcome but i feel like especially in the art space people that are just there to for the validation of it like don't really don't really last it uh like true art like whatever it is whether there's music or whatever like there's i mean music is a little different because there there are things that are working and like if you get into like the mainstream industry uh it's very different uh like it's def almost uh, just um not about the art but about the the person the um like the personal brand and like the, the like big stars big like pop stars and um but but mainly for like the the not like the superstar worldwide superstar but more the, the independent scene or, or just in between um if you don't really if you don't do it because you enjoy it and because it's your thing like it doesn't re i feel like people don't last this way they they don't um, yeah i see a lot of people that like when i started doing my own thing mm -hmm. in 2018 and there's a few people that were i was playing with mm -hmm. you know um and they some are doing it and some aren't now and the ones that aren't doing it now didn't have they couldn't take criticism mm. yeah you know they really let it get to them i don't know that thick skin thing or whatever you want to call it thin skin but those are the people that just never stuck with it because they couldn't handle the criticism yeah And if you can't handle the criticism, then you're not going to go very far. Yeah, <laughs> you 100%. Know? Yeah. Whether you promote yourself, like, you know, dropping every dime you got into mm -hmm. it or whatever. Yeah, if you, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it wants some, there's going to be one person, if not a few, that are going to shit on what you do you know and they're not going to take you seriously they're not as an independent artist you yeah. know um unless you know like some people don't like even with myself they're like oh you you uh you don't have a manager no mm -hmm. you know well that's well you're not very serious about what you do then mm -hmm. you know <laughs> I didn't know I had to pay somebody to make it look like I'm serious about what I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, 
it that's how a lot of people think you know mm. um even getting trying to get shows it's like oh you're not from an agency mm. represent yourself it's like people don't take you seriously yeah. whereas like when i was in the metal bands it was like hey you want to play a show yeah wicked okay and we're gonna play a show you mm. know what i mean like now it's like it's like a job interview um here's my electronic press kit and here's some things i've done and i can get that in a sort of a way but it, it's very it's not like it used to be i, I yeah. find yeah like it's and again if you're not getting you're not going to get every show that's where i was kind of going with that it's like you're not going to get every show that you apply for mm-hmm. so if you're not prepared for that and think every time you get decline that you suck you know then you're not going to go very far you yeah. know um not that i've gone that far but at least i've learned to take the criticism mm-hmm. in the beginning it was tough man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A bit, yeah. because the, per- the again it comes down to the perspective thing right it's like well i think this is pretty good from my perspective this is pretty mm-hmm. good you know what i mean and then somebody's like well yeah but maybe this part of it isn't Mm -hmm. what do you mean that's my favorite part Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what i mean like but then you get somebody else that's like oh that's a great great thing you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's so objective right oh yeah and that's something that you know it was really like bodybuilding Mm. you know um, when you're in front of judges they're judging you on what they think looks good or you know what their idea of good is from their perspective right so you know those three guys at one if you change the judges it it might be three other guys at one you know and that was one of the real hard things in bodybuilding to get used to you know um you know where you're like well, I look way better than that guy. I got less fat on me or whatever, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But he beat me. Well, this is stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like the music thing, right? You know, like, it's like, you know, well, I think this is great. And somebody goes, well, that solo sucked. You know, and you're like, well, I heard your solo is shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now there's this thing going on. Yeah. Is there any benefit to it? No. Mm. Just take it, you know? Use it. Use it as fuel. For know? sure. Yeah. But also, yeah, but I mean, the thing is, everything like this, it's just going to, it comes from, like, if you don't know, especially if you don't know the person, like, what if that person, you know, what is the, the, the what kind of culture that person has, what kind of knowledge, what kind of, like, uh, awareness on, on, what's going on on like um do they know a lot of do they listen a lot of music how long it's been that they're into music what is the stuff the content the music that they listen on a daily basis with what kind of culture they grew up with what sounds like familiar to them or not there's so many parameters Mm -hmm. that like again is the same thing somebody that's going to listen is going to be oh that sucks it's really it doesn't come from like a personal thing like it actually sucks it just comes from a place where the the culture of the person the 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 ear of the person is not going to get in tune with that thing but is that 
does it define the thing? It defines one perspective, That's right? That's right, yeah. And there's, there's 7 billion perspective currently. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so it, yeah. it's really understanding this. It, it, it allows you to detach and like take it a little more lightly, even though it's always can always hurt when you're like, oh, that sucks. That's something that you did, like it sucks. Mm -hmm. But it re really understanding that, you know, it, it's not always, it, it can't be, it's not personal and it, it's not always relevant. It's, it's actually, I think it's more, it's rarely relevant. Uh, yeah. It, it's, it's, an, it's an opinion that is out there from a unique experience, but that's, that's what it is. Absolutely, yeah. Nothing and more it, than that. Yeah, and maybe something about it is just a, you know, they don't associate themselves with or whatever, right? You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not huge into ska, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but a lot of people are, and they think it's great. To yeah. Me, it would drive me nuts, mm -hmm. but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's an example. You know. <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, to other people, they love it, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. And I'm not criticizing the talent because obviously there is a lot of talent yeah. in that. It's just not my mm -hmm. thing, right? Um, just like art again you know, yeah you know some people like a picasso where some people want to see a rembrandt where they're like i want to see some features you know mm -hmm. <laughs> you know totally not yeah. just some like cubism thing going on mm -hmm. right you know yeah um, not that either one is less yeah different perspectives right it's just like uh you know if you were three inches taller even your perspective would be totally different absolutely yeah you the know? way i would <laughs> look on things 100 yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah you know totally yeah um, there's this like a story where i'll try to make it quick but like this guy was kind of like a businessman mm -hmm. you know he thought he was king shit kind of thing and he would go into this uh into this chinese restaurant every day and he would just like belittle the guy every day mm -hmm. you know and kind of snide remarks and things like that so the guy thought what can i do to get back to this guy so what he did was he, he first he put up a a poster where he sat every time he came in and it was of hawaii on the beach right mm -hmm. all nice and bright and sunny and but then he like dimmed the light bulb above the table so now the guy's kind of sitting in a little bit of a dimmer light and mm. he's looking at this picture of the beach right yeah well he's kind of getting depressed because you know he's sitting in the in the in the dark a bit and he's staring off into this beach you know where he would probably love to be you know change mm -hmm. his perspective of things uh the, then he starts making the bowls of soup bigger every day and cutting the chair down an inch every time that he comes in mm -hmm. so now he's now he f feels like he's smaller and the light keeps getting dimmer mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's more pictures up of beautiful places and things right and mm -hmm. finally the guy just can't take it anymore he's so depressed you know uh, the the guy has to break it to him like look man i've been screwing with you <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know but it was all that that perception of things you know like you you took this guy who thought he was nothing could touch him you know he was bigger than everybody he was had money had this you know mm -hmm. what i mean but you start breaking this guy down a bit you know changing his perception 
and it brought them down to a, a relative level you yeah. know what i mean um i thought i thought it was kind of a neat thing it was you know i can see that you know yeah. you know um just like when you were a kid everything was huge you know what i mm-hmm. mean like there was this much snow <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> actually maybe this much <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah um yeah, and how you perceive things like everybody perceives things differently right it's it's uh absolutely yeah this is why it's like the external judgment and like every everything and especially on the internet like somebody that's gonna take the time to literally just do and like put out an unproductive just free negative comment it it like it comes it cannot come from a place of somebody that is like good within himself Secure, somebody no. that's in a good position it comes from a bad place so like it's almost like f- first off like don't get you know i mean it's easy to say but like it's almost like you, you can't get upset because it's it's almost like you have to develop like empathy for like holy shit like how how miserable you need to be to just like take your time to try to bring down somebody else that yeah. you don't even know. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, it's just like it it can't cross the mind of somebody that is that is that is in a good position. You're going to see something you don't like, you're going to move on. But if you take your time to stop and say, "Hey, like this is like and try to bring down," it comes from jealousy, jealousy. it comes from 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 insecurity, it comes from you can just like be be fucking miserable like mentally and that you need to bring down other people. Yeah. yeah. So so it, it's really it's really important to 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 remind yourself that when you when you're criticized online or when you you face like free negativity or of somebody that just you just need to breathe through the hair like and almost and, and the hardest thing is just almost like have empathy for the person that is actually trying to shit on sure you because enough. they're yeah. like because they, they're, they're yeah. definitely wrong there you know? yeah and yeah youtube is a, f- a very great place for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like it's yeah oh, yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, <laughs> You want to get shit on you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to say I've social been, media generally speaking. Yeah. yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, Instagram somewhat. Not so yeah. much anymore, but I'd say a few years ago it was a bit of a rougher place to be, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh that I mean I I started my Instagram was when I was doing bodybuilding mm-hmm. mostly. So um yeah you got a lot of criticism <laughs> oh yeah on that um once i started you know it was a long time since i actually put anything bodybuilding related on mm-hmm. there um uh, but once i started doing the music thing then it was like oh i'm gonna go through this again you mm. know but whatever you know some of it hurt yeah. some of it not so much some of it obviously came from a place of like you say Mm. insecurity and jealousy i suppose not that why i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean like um but yeah the youtube you you put something on youtube you got to be kind of prepared to face a little bit of something yeah you know Uh, although you know like met a lot of great people on there too yeah yeah it, you got to take the good with the bad, you yeah. know. And again, it's like, 
life is pretty short to take some of that shit seriously. Oh, yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. And if you dwell on it, you probably never do anything again, mm. you know? Because that's going to bleed into your other activities. Yeah. Um, and that is what I found, yeah. Like, especially when that, so- that song started mm-hmm. lighting up. I really got addicted to watching the numbers. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And now, I mean, it's still getting played, but it's not like it was in the be- when it first came out, obviously, right? And it was kind of like, oh, well, that's uh, what a, a downer, right? Like mm-hmm. the dopamine is like not <laughs> firing off like it yeah. was, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, you get wrapped up in the numbers of mm. things. And I'm kind of a math guy, so yeah. I really numbers are something i really pay a lot of attention to just mm-hmm. habitually um so it can really mess with your mind and i can't even imagine to be somebody that's actually really famous you know to ha- to to go through those roller coasters mm-hmm. of uh my song is hit and now it's like two weeks later it's number 50 and now it's in a hundred or whatever it doesn't make it any less of a great song yeah you know it just for whatever reason trends moved on um you'll still have people playing it or whatever but it's not going to be hitting say like it was well now it's like what do i do now yeah i gotta make another one ah you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and that can be pretty stressful. Oh know, yeah, you know, even with the you know watching your Spotify numbers or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like if you get wrapped up in that too much, yeah. Um, well, it it's not really be bad for your brain. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's, it's not a coincidence that like a lot of famous people like got fucked up by drugs and things like that because it, it probably really. Um, puts like an immense like stress and pressure on you and now it turns you into it's not anymore just you and like to do things it's it's a lot about how people will like it and how the external external components and and judgment will will create my 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 worth because then i feel like if you become like famous a lot of your worth now is now on how it's perceived how it's taken because what 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 is fame like being famous is just like a lot of people put the attention on you right so like this is where the the the, the value is on the attention mm-hmm. so then this is where it gets fucks up it, it fucks you up because then it's like all about the attention and yeah. and, and you're gonna judge your your worth with that and this is uh, where i feel like it, it can really be sketchy uh for for these people but yeah uh, yeah and i think it's got to be a lot <clears throat> i mean obviously it's got to be a a way different, uh, you know, landscape mm-hmm. than it was, say, um, you know, in the even in the nineties. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. With social media now, yeah. you mean? Oh yeah, 100%. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just how many bands there are out there, mm. you know, um, you know, like back in the day, you pretty much everybody listened to the same bands, you know. Yeah. Um, now there's so much out there so much to compare to yeah right mm-hmm. and uh and compare your um popularity maybe or your status to mm-hmm. you know like and if you start doing that which it's pretty hard not to 
but when you do start doing that that's where you can really start getting depressed yeah you know um, why is this person doing so much better you know when i think i should be doing what they're doing or mm-hmm. you know or i'm putting in so much effort and this person doesn't seem to be putting in anything you know but you don't yeah. see you don't yeah. you only see the surface of mm-hmm. it, right you don't you don't know you know so you know and like back to the the landscape thing of the say the bands from like say s- up to the 90s till now um you know a lot of them were on the same record labels mm-hmm. and things like that you know so they it was i mean it was it was a machine you know yeah um now there's not really any there is record labels obviously but the number of people on record labels compared to not on record labels yeah. is like night and day mm-hmm. and the people that are on the record labels have the promotional uh, backing yeah you know and well there's like what was it that sam smith song or something yeah that yeah. sam smith song seven people wrote that song mm-hmm. you know yeah. and there was two producers and two record companies promoting that like how the hell can you you can't you can't you yeah know? yeah it's literally teams that are working on yeah. things yeah and this is something that a lot of people don't know actually like it, like big big name like pop stars and, and or country stars and stuff like a lot like don't actually it's not something that the, like gener- the general public like think about, but they don't write their songs. Like no. for most of them, it's 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 other it's professional writers and teams of writers that are doing and producing. Formula. Yeah, the team right. is 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 insane. Like yeah, yeah, it's hard to you you can't really compete with that. Just just uh, no, and that's why I find like yeah, you know, like dumping all your money into the promotion thing. It's like how are you gonna yeah compete with that? you know um and that was something that i found really weird when i started like getting to know more about music as a younger guy you know i I was a huge brian adams fan you know Mm -hmm. um back when i was a kid right and then finding out that he only wrote some of his songs he didn't write them all and there was Mm -hmm. like seven guys on this one and there was like you know some other credits on this and what he didn't play all the instruments like Mm -hmm. it was like well how do you do that like how do you call this a solo thing like i Mm -hmm. don't get it it should be like so-and-so and and the so-and-sos or whatever you know what i mean so when i started doing my own thing i thought well that's something i really want to strive for is like to do everything myself you know like that's to me what a solo artist is Mm -hmm. you know like if you got you know if you're this pop artist singing a song that you don't even have a credit on well you're a karaoke artist to me (laughs) you know like yeah you know you're really good at karaoke i'm not going to say you're not a talented singer because obviously you are probably way better than me but you're not uh, you're not like you're not making any of your content i find that really weird Mm. you know to obviously you're going to maybe do cover songs here and there or maybe collaborate with somebody but 
to call yourself a solo artist and all you do is sing other people's songs i find that really weird you know and yeah. uh or even like you know if you're a solo solo artist and it's like here's my album um i wrote like one of the songs on here mm. i play guitar on all the songs and sang but there's like a whole slew of musicians involved in this mm. and producers and art people and and whatever else goes with that team is yeah. like what makes that a, a solo project I, it's not to me it's a collaboration of ideas that you might have had some input into but to call it a solo album it's just it mm. kind of to me it's 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 not yeah. you know like i understand not everybody can say play every instrument or write a hit song every time but then call yourself so-and-so and the so-and-sos mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i don't know that's just my look at it and yeah. i mean on my stuff I, I like i write all my own stuff i record it i do my own artwork i play all the instruments like even yeah. you know uh, even drums which i had to really teach myself mm -hmm. you know um just to say that it is it's when you listen to it, it is Gord Wilson. It's mm -hmm. not Gord Wilson and the Wilsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something, yeah, you yeah. know? I don't no, know. For sure. I mean, it depends, yeah, the way you, you promote yourself. Because, I mean, there, there are, like, because these are performers, right? Like, people that are, because there's really, everything is so different, like, that, and there's so many skills involved from writing a song to performing and being entertaining and, and having a, a live presence. Like it is so different. It's, it's crazy the, the, the difference of, of skills yeah. that like it, it's so rare to be able to, to, to do everything. It's, it's like there's, it's normal that there are, there are like multiple people doing to do these things. But now it's sure that like when you label yourself a complete solo art artist, it, it, it can be kind of weird, but, but I, I, I understand that like there are teams behind behind songs but because it's uh, and, and music generally speaking it's uh, but it's a very different right like writing everything doing everything yourself or having a group dynamic it, it's a very different experience it is yeah I mean obviously the more people you have involved in the project the better it may do or the harder also it can be because yeah well true enough yeah, yeah. I mean, promotion-wise, it's like, you know, say if you're in a sure. band, right, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you got four guys at minimum or something. It's like, this guy's going to, everybody's going to promote it, yeah. you know, so you got four people promoting it. It's going to do better than just me, my <laughs> yeah. own, putting it up on Instagram, right? You know I mean? Yeah. Um, and creating the music, I was more, more seeing it. that's more yeah. challenging the more oh, you sure. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like I don't look down on anybody that does it that way, you know. Mm -hmm. I just I find it kind of kind of weird. I don't know. Like I can understand when you play live, you're gonna want to have a band behind you or something mm -hmm. like that to recreate what you did on the CD yeah. or, or the recording. Um, but like you know, you look at well, look at Prince. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a guy that did it all. Mm -hmm. You know, and then when he went out on the road, he had a band. Mm -hmm. 
you know um yeah i always found him very inspirational because mm-hmm. uh there was a guy that yeah he wrote his own stuff and stuff for a lot of people played the drums played the bass played a killer guitar you know wrote some amazing songs you know um yeah yeah he was a pretty big influence you know as well as uh i mean guys like but these are geniuses yeah it's not it's not there's not a lot of people able to no 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 and i guess you know there's guys like say like neil young too like um you know you look at he was a huge influence on my music just because of the the things that he did you know Mm -hmm. like uh music wise he uh really was a visionary you Mm -hmm. know and uh there was another guy that kind of went through the genres and wasn't pigeonholing himself you Mm -hmm. know but when he did you know neil young he was neil young when he did neil young and crazy horse you know, mm-hmm. and then there was, you know, uh, you know, Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young, you mm-hmm. know, like at least I found with him, you know, there's a guy that like wasn't afraid to put put a band behind him and call them something. You know what I mean? Then um, you looked at, say, even bands from like even the 50s and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be like. You know, Buddy Holly and the Crickets, right? You know what I mean? It wasn't Buddy Holly. It was Buddy Holly and the Crickets. I mean, they were good, too, yeah. right? You know, um, if you have a band, I think you should give them some credit. <laughs> yeah, I oh, don't know, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this is just a marketing thing, I think, you know. Um, and also, it's not necessarily, I think, just the, the artist's fault. It's sort of probably the team that promotes like the, oh, the label sure. they, they want like that big name at the top and the rest we don't really matter because that's the name that's like that's gonna catch the attention and, and things so i don't feel like it would be all the time the fault of the 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 artist to like not you know mention or or be seen as just one person and because there's all type of 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 artists but yeah, I feel like it's more of a marketing thing. It's like easier just to have like a big name and not necessarily have like old. Oh sure, I mean yeah. the, the more pop here too. You yeah, get, right. You know, and even I guess some of this new country kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, is maybe more based around. It's well, the newer country is almost being promoted like pop music now, right? You yeah. Know? Um, where you know our grandparents country music was a lot different Mm -hmm. you know and promoted a lot different too right yeah yeah um for sure yeah and yeah i guess that's you know back then it was a lot more solo artists too um but yeah i guess i mean you're under contract or something too it's maybe you don't have a whole lot to say yeah no for sure yeah it kind of kind of is what it is right but um you have it's kind of like you have you kind of have to to play with the with how it's rolling right now i feel um because but it it comes down to what what do you want to do with it i feel like and how far it comes back to how far do you want to push it and how 
and what do you do you want to do with it um yeah but i think yeah you know you definitely have to have these stages of giver and then kind of like reflect on what you've done what worked mm-hmm. you know where maybe you wasted some time perhaps where you could have did things better and then go again you know um and and maybe like you know 10 month chunks or something you know just so it doesn't get away from you so far Mm -hmm. you know um and then give yourself a little bit of a break you know um which i'm not very good at Mm -hmm. the guilt usually gets to me like i'm not making anything i'm not Mm, yeah. not producing anything um just freewheeling here i you know but then when you come back i mean it's a lot like training as you know you mm-hmm. know like you go hard say for 12 weeks and you're pretty beat by the end of that yeah. you know you need to take a couple weeks and heal and yeah redirect what's my next goal you know and that's another thing too i find is like if you're not setting goals for yourself even as little as they are yeah or as big as they are um it's it's hard to know where your head is you know and then you're just kind of meandering a little Mm -hmm. bit you know and then another thing i guess is like to have the confidence to to set that goal and have the confidence that you're not gonna fall apart if you don't make it yeah you know yeah exactly and sometimes putting you know that goal or that timeline in yourself can be a good push can also really maybe make you cut some corners or Mm. you know what i mean yeah um, so there's another objection, objection thing, you know, looking at it from a couple sides of the coin yeah. and, uh, you know, am I going to continue this way or am I going to change what I'm doing? And I think that's how we have to keep going as mm-hmm. people because again, you know, if you reach that goal and then it's like, well, what's next? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's endless. Um, just going to meander again Mm -hmm. or you know there's always something to learn something to better yourself on you know yeah yeah Yeah, this is typically the reason why i find uh, like goal setting it's really just for the drive but you can't but whether you achieve it or not in any way like it's going to be what's next and what's it's, it's an endless cycle so it's just good to use these like deadlines and goals and like adding constraint to your journey to to be able to like drive through a, um, to a certain direction but then it has no value in if like you missed it for a little bit or you outperformed it or whatever that because in any way after when you realize the goal way it's good and then and then what's next yeah and it's again another goal and again another goal because it can i mean that can create a little bit of depression in itself you know yeah and i found that after um after competing Mm -hmm. and then it was like okay 
what's next here? You know, it's, I'm just freewheeling. I'm getting really depressed, mm -hmm. you know, like I have no direction. Um, because it's not like you can just jump into another competition. You mm. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's pretty hard on your body. Yeah. Uh, some people do it, but I don't think they last very long in the sport, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, and, and again, it's like, oh, you associate yourself with this this part of your life, you know, and you got to put it on hold for a bit. It's like, where am I? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. um, who am I? Yeah, <laughs> 100%, know? yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I guess it's being a little bit careful, but yeah. Yeah. You know. the, 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 who am I, uh, question is, is very interesting. Uh, yeah. I've, I've found because it's, you know, like most people you'd say, you would ask them, who am I? Like people would roll their eyes like, oh. But when you really think about it, and especially when you experienced identify yourself with something and that suddenly that thing disappeared, you, you're left with the void of like, fuck, like, so yeah, truly, like, who am I? Because I thought I was this, yeah, and yeah. this is not anymore, but I still, I'm still here, I'm still breathing, I still exist. So who the hell am I? Yeah, man. It's yeah. a real, it's a real, um, question and it's it's extremely valuable to to face it and to ask yourself that question because it makes you realize that you're not the things these small roles i mean these small roles these these temporary roles you're associating you're, you're identifying yourself with you're not that no you're something else yeah you know and if uh if you associate yourself with uh your job mm -hmm. <laughs> or the car you drive or the house yeah. you live in or uh you know even the clothes you wear mm -hmm. you know uh, all that shit could be gone in yeah. like tomorrow and mm -hmm. then what do you got yeah you got who you are so you better figure out who you are <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. you know like my dad when he was uh kind of like starting to lose his mind there a bit you know he you could see it in them like holy shit i don't know where i am hmm. you know and you'd be like dad you don't know where you are and he's like no you know like are, are you scared and he's like well fuck yeah hmm. you should know where you are <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. but he didn't even really know yeah what was really going on but he did know where he did didn't know where he was you know and if you don't know where you are, how are you going to get where you're going? You know, and, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I guess I use that because even as unaware as he was, you know, mm -hmm. he was, you know, when you don't know where you are, it's in life or anywhere. It's, it's a really kind of scary feeling, you know, like if you let it get to you, you know, yeah, or you could use it as a fuel to be like, okay, I'm kind of in a, you know, precarious situation here, mm -hmm. maybe financially, which I've mm -hmm. been in lots, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, how am I going to pull a rabbit out of the hat here? Or, you know, how, what am I, what, what am I going to bend myself into to pull this one off? And 
And if you can't do that, then I think, uh, you know, that's one I of mean, the parts of knowing who you are. Y- yeah. What you, where you can go and how you can get back. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> no, totally. You, you have to go through deconstructing, like, your ego, generally speaking, and, 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 embracing the the discomfort of it because the thing is like we we're our brain just like loves what's familiar and we're just like we're just uh the, the, what's going to be comfortable is like getting into the same thing and 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 so we're caught into cycles that are and we're going to build emotional attachment to these things and so and so when you're attached to 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 that job and you're attached to that image of you uh, that you would like you say to have that car, these clothes, and or doing that things. Um, this is just like it's just because it's just discomfort. Realizing that you're not that and letting go and embracing something else. It's just going through in the unknown, in the discomfort. That's that's all all it is. I, I like yeah. like literally. And so if you if you if you can't do that, but the problem is like 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 you you went through and and stuff that I can relate as well it's it's it you can't life put you through this and then you have to it's kind of like forced for when for the people with who it happens it's kind of like as you're put in a situation where you have no other um no other solution than to like embrace the the the, the new flow in which your your life is going right oh, so yeah yeah you know and it's more or less painful depending on how much ego and attachment you have to the situation oh, that's, for that's sure. the thing yeah for sure yeah um you know i think tragedy really really puts your life into perspective yeah and a lot of people don't experience any tragedy in their mm-hmm. life other than maybe their family dog dying or their cat or something mm-hmm. you know grandma dying um but when you experience real tragedy and something really sudden, suddenly tragic, um, it really changes your whole world and how you deal with things and people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like w- with my mom, she had a stroke, um, and uh, it was the most severe stroke that the the hospital had ever seen. Mm. They actually flew people in from Victoria. They wanted to study my mom mm. in a coma um, so, so they could learn mm. from her, right? And uh, I was like, well, no. <laughs> Mm. you know and then you know these people are like well you know how many people it could help and so you know me and my sister discussed it and it was like well okay (laughs) maybe you know Mm. other people won't go through what we're going through you know would have never ever thought of myself in that situation Mm -hmm. before you know what i mean made me kind of uh, a, a real more softer of a person you know and yeah. starting to look at things from other people's point of view than just my own mm-hmm. 
ultimately, I mean, she, she ended up passing and it was a, a really hard time because one, she, we weren't able to say anything to her because mm -hmm. she had the stroke and she was gone. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that tragedy carried over into or kind of tied in with what happened with my heart attack because <laughs> she was in the room that I had when I was in my heart oh, attack. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, she was in the same room, mm -hmm. like, you know, this is where my bed was, everything, you know. Nice. It, w it just brought everything back, you know. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to deal with just my mom and my sister and and try not to freak out about yeah this trauma that i was in in this in this room you know mm. it's kind of strange yeah you know? well, it's like, i crazy. never would have ever associated those two things mm -hmm. together um got really angry you mm. know i went through this anger period through that so angry yeah um then the roles flipped. Mm. I was so exhausted with the anger and all that that uh, I just became really just more kind, I felt, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, that's such a hard ass. And mm. she went the other way, mm. you know, she really, now she was the one who was angry, you know, mm. and... Uh, again it's just maybe the the way that we lived our lives or whatever you know um but still coming from the same place it's kind of odd you know um but in the end now i'd say that both of us have come out of it as way yeah more understanding people mm. you know and yeah. unfortunately some people well i mean not unfortunately but like People don't experience tragedy usually until maybe in their 40s or something mm -hmm. like that, right? So you don't know how to deal with it. You yeah. know? <laughs> you're an adult and you're supposed to act like one, but you just don't. Yeah, of course. You know, a lot of that just goes by the wayside. You mm -hmm. know? And then you got to pick it up and be like, holy moly, mm -hmm. you know, um, who needs help here, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And then, and then it is, you start looking at people too, like, you know, even in like, uh, the grocery line or something, right? It's like, oh, that, that person kind of seems sad, you know, or, mm. you know, what's going on in their world, Yeah. you know, maybe it's not very good, you know, maybe I'm not the center of this universe, <laughs> mm -hmm, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, it, it makes you step back a little bit and 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 not trying to not wanting to 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 harm more the the world around you and just like be more of a you know be more understanding that we're just passengers and we, we're and like everybody and like again to that same thing you never know what people uh go through and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that yeah and i mean especially there's a, like phases different phases with grieving right and 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 everybody go through different things and what you said is funny because um 
like whether you're adult or not like it all depends on how familiar are you with different types of, of experiences right if it's the first time you may be like 50 when it's going to be the first time you're going to deal with um, having a loved one that's going to pass away mm -hmm. right so so it's it's all about what's happened already it's going to a lot affect on how you're going to um, react to these 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 different experiences absolutely yeah but but you in your your experience it's good that it made you you found that it made you more like maybe more um necessarily can but have more empathy for 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 sure for people that yeah because like, uh, yeah. that can be the opposite too there are people who got hurt and will hurt and there are people who got hurt and gonna heal sure and then to try not to to at least harm and hurt the people around you yeah um well i definitely went through that with you know when i had the heart attack i was mm -hmm. so angry i mean it was like well you don't know yeah you don't know what i just went through you know, you know, and then, then you find out, well, actually, this guy had been through that, you know, mm -hmm. he's just not talking about it. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not the only one, you know, so if you're feeling like the Lone Ranger out there, you're not, you yeah. know, and sometimes that can kind of be a little bit of a, you know, you got to be reminded of that, yeah. you know, um, yeah, else it could eat you, you know, and, and just become like my dad, he was like, he actually grabbed me first time ever he's like you got to snap out of this dude mm -hmm. like you know this who the hell are you you know yeah. like it's like holy moly okay <laughs> you know yeah. I step back yeah i'm yeah i got some anger going on here what do i do with it you know um, yeah. redirected other places positive and then yeah when that kind of went through with my mom and the anger again built up it was like okay i gotta <laughs> i gotta reel this reel this in and then you know try and at least be there for my sister you know mm -hmm. now she's having problems so let's take the tension off yourself you know um because yeah it's 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 like a wave right it's like that little ripple just just keeps on going yeah eventually it stops but uh it moves a lot of things along the way you know yeah because yeah. because you went through like it's it's been a lot right it's been like several people and like you so you went through several time that that kind of that same uh experience what what are what are things that helped you like first of all, were were you oh, feeling that, different? Did that die? Or? Oh, did it just happen? I don't know. Actually, I just kind of noticed. Oh no, it's Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, probably two hours in Yeah, sorry. No, we can... Probably uh, my blabbing. No, the, the, the only thing I was... Yeah, the thing I was wanted to ask is, is what... what um, 
what helped you if anything like you you found like what things are helped you like mentally to go through every time like is it just like time or did you like mentally did you have like some kind of things you were doing uh, how how were you you know to get over the grief you mean? yeah yeah well i mean you never you never really yeah. get over it but you just like learn to leave but there's how in your experience um, you know um had pretty like pretty good support system mm -hmm. for one you know my little sister um and my brother um after my heart attack um i only met my brother like 10 years ago mm. um i didn't even know about him oh really yeah and i uh, he's five years older than me um so when i went to go out to my brother's place it was like a whole new like we really didn't know each other you know mm -hmm. what i mean um but he's the most kindest empathetic person i know mm -hmm. um and he showed me that it was okay to be that way because mm -hmm. um, i was i was brought up and like he didn't you didn't show your feelings if you mm -hmm. did you got like, you got beat up <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know um my my parents split up when i was like really young mm -hmm. and uh my stepdad was a pretty a pretty mean dude mm -hmm. and uh we didn't get along ever and i i left home when i was like 14 mm -hmm. for the first time um just to get away from him you know so i grew up a little bit tough like i was when i did move back home around about 16 or something like that it was only because my mom had left that guy and uh and then i kind of moved back home and looked after my sister my mom was working nights and that was just basically my life was looking make yeah. sure my sister was okay you know um so when i went out to the island after you know all that happened and I'm, I'm with my my brother who i don't really know but he's a he's a pretty hard dude like he's been through a lot more than i've been through and he's not bitter about it mm -hmm. you know one bit you know and he has no like no rage or any of this like how can this be mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean yeah. you know it blew my mind mm -hmm. you know and after talking with him and just it's like <laughs> i got no reason to be upset you know what i mean like after listening to some of the crap that he had to go through mm -hmm. you know and where he is today it's amazing you know um so where where does my pity come from you know what i mean like yeah. get over it dude you know um if anything learn something from this guy and spread it around you know and my uncle and aunt um, were another huge bring me back to reality um and just again 
so empathetic and uh, supportive of what I was going through at that time. It really just was like, holy moly, there's people like this out there. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to be this way. It was just, it was so foreign to me. Mm. You know, I was always growing up, growing up to be a hard ass. <laughs> you know, you just, mm -hmm. yeah, you just had to be that way. You know, uh, we never said uh, really like, I love you, or we never hugged or, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> until after my mom died, yeah. you know, now me and my sister are like, oh, I love you. But we never, ever used to do that. Mm. No, you know, so and my brother, like, taught me that, you know, like, you'd be like, I love you, man. And I'd be like, oh, that's really weird at first, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But now it's like, we can't go a couple of days without talking to each other. And it's mm -hmm. always a love you, man, see you later kind of yeah. thing, you know. It's, it, yeah, it really was the people that I was around that got me through it. Mm -hmm. As much as I thought the solitude was, was the way to go about it you know maybe maybe for a bit you know but you're just gonna you're only gonna be who you who you are and you're gonna be more that person if you don't get yourself out of the solitude you know um when i was out in the middle of the woods there i, I and i was writing music and i wrote this song and this is basically when uh, this fog lifted off my head and I, I felt like a castaway, basically, in the middle of this ocean of forest and this mm -hmm. camper just floating aimlessly, you know what I mean? Like, and, and then it was like, you're holding on to a lot of hate, you know? You're holding on to a lot of unnecessary grief, and you're just not letting yourself get rid of it mm -hmm. you're almost addicted to holding on to this shit you know because you you do you kind of get addicted to feeling bad you know or you don't want to you don't want to feel better because then there's like another step now it's like okay i feel better now i gotta do something you know yeah. at least if you feel like shit it's like well i got a reason not to do anything and that could be a you know if you don't let that one or you can't let that one get you because that's the one that will bring you down, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so it was. It was like, as much as I felt like this castaway, I actually had to cast away all this shit that I was holding on to, you know, and that was one of the songs I wrote. It was called Castaway, and it was. It was just like, just <laughs> you got to cast this away and just get yourself onto that, raft of life man mm -hmm. you know and embrace it because it's not a very long ride you know if you want to sit in the middle of the woods and feel sorry for yourself nobody's coming to save you mm -hmm. you know what i mean people only come for so long i mean they only want to be around depressed people for so long mm -hmm. you know you know especially if you're not willing to to try you yeah. know you know um and yeah, it's starting to talk to other people after that, that kind of went through that same experience. It's, it is, it's very common to want to hold on to that grief a little bit because it means that you don't have to get to the next stage, you know. But it takes a lot of oomph to get to that next stage.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, if you don't have a goal, then it's you're you're just kind of meandering. But it was like after that, and I came out of that little fog there. I I tried everything I could just to get back home, and um, the more I tried, the harder it was, and everything was falling apart on me, and that was probably the most frustrating thing of it all, you mm. know. But again, it taught me a little bit about patience, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, having grief and tragedy, you look at it as probably the worst things of, that you could probably ever happen to you, but you got to look at it a little bit differently and I know that probably sounds cliche maybe a little bit but if you if you let it eat you it wins right you know and then everything that you've worked for is really gone you know and that was one of the things that I was scared about after I had the heart attack was like my memory took a real hit like Mm. uh I couldn't remember anything, you know, and I really thought I was going to forget how to play guitar. Hmm. <clears throat> um, so <laughs> I made sure that I played the hell out of that thing, you know, mm. and that was probably one of the things that in, um, you know, uh, speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, those two things really, I believe, because I just hammered those things every day to keep my brain uh, working, yeah, you know, um, because yeah, I, I had troubles like counting fives and tens at the counter. Like at the, uh, I'd be just like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, anytime I got into a stressful situation a little bit, like it was just, my brain would go hmm. blank and I couldn't remember. And yeah, I mean, they took my driver's license away and all sorts of things, mm-hmm. you know, well, that was depressing, you know, like, not having a driver's license um, in your 40s. (laughs) Yeah. Not convenient for sure. Yeah. You know, because of the heart attack, right? They wouldn't Mm -hmm. let you drive. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there was lots of, uh, lots of adjustments. (laughs) I'm probably rambling on here. No, no. I'll have this. I'm just, let me just quickly change this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah. No, I think there was. And so, how do you. I mean, this probably made you change your. The way you're. Like your, your vision of. 
of life and how you take life today. Absolutely. Yeah, man, it's... Life's a trip, man, you know, and, you know, that old adage, or, well, maybe not old adage, but Jim Morrison, you know, nobody's got nobody here alive kind of thing. So enjoy it, mm. you know. I used to take myself so goddamn seriously. It was ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I think most people, too, mm. unbeknownst to themselves, you know, and but, you know, none of this shit matters anyway. Mm. Really, <laughs> you know, mm, like yeah. in the grand scheme of things, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, like when you're at the end of your your time, are you gonna care about half of this shit? You know, mm. you're gonna care about what you did in the last month of your life. I'm thinking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you're dwelling on the past, well, that's gonna probably you're gonna. You can take that to the grave with you, you know. Yeah. Like, but, um, you know, if you're not progressing through your life with some kind of um, purpose or some, you know, spread a little bit of love around, man. Like, I can't even believe I'm saying that because, like, five years ago, I would not have said anything like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because, uh, just was not in my thoughts yeah. at all it's like i'm having a hard time why aren't you mm. you know what i mean you yeah. should be too because i'm busting my ass you should be busting your ass too and uh you know and why are you so much ahead and i'm so mm. far behind you know mm. and um, but again that whole throw your world in a whirlwind you know what i mean and uh nothing makes sense yeah. then you got a whole new beginning, you know, mm. and then you really do build, you see what's important in your life and who's important and who's stuck around through all that, you know, um, and, and death is like in a family or whatever. It, it really brings out the, the worst in people. <laughs> you know, I lost a lot of, uh, family members through, through the death of my mom. Mm. And people that I'll never talk to again that I that I like that are my family because they thought there was something to get you know what I mean or it yeah. just yeah people come out of the woodwork it's just amazing you know uh, yeah you know uh, that's something I wasn't really prepared for you know but could have looked at that as you know like an anger thing like oh you're a bunch of assholes or whatever but you just showed me who you are and it was a cheap lesson and i'll move on yeah you know um but i see that a lot (laughs) with a lot of people they the same story you know that Mm. yeah when people think there's something they can get you know they're all over it it's really odd um and kind of sad, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but life goes on, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and we, I mean, we're all gonna. W- w- what's sometimes what's crazy is to think it's uh, your own family is gonna, you know, after like what, like two, three generation. Nobody's gonna even remember you. No, you know, we're, we're all like 
caught into the things like no no like you said like at some point nothing will will matter anymore and uh in in a way being able to like face that kind of situation and like lose people if if there's anything to to take away from this is is put you more in face with the our reality that we are gonna die and mm -hmm. we're not most people live their life as if they have like a crazy amount of time that is never and we we assume tomorrow we assume the next sure. day and things yeah. but but no there's like everything you have is just here and now and that is it and you can't take anything for granted and it's and uh, and like we need to to it's not only accepting it's just like remember it and like you were t you were saying the you were saying the, the sto stoics and there's a memento mori which is one of the the line of the, the that comes from there too which is a remember you're gonna die it's like the pillar is the main thing like live your life remembering that it's gonna it's gonna end for everybody yeah and you don't know when that's the thing you don't know the time you have yeah, like man. you'd never know yeah it's like and saying it's, well i'll see you after work yeah well yeah you may it's, um, you know yeah it's important to to i think it's because it's very much associated with it's a dramatic experience and feeling that we have because we lose people but but in a way you you kind of like have to feel like detach yourself from it you kind of have to detach your your how you view it i feel like if you if you um i i i have not nowhere close your situation but i i lo lost one of my best friend and he was like 25 26 and, uh, from a cancer mm -hmm. and it was like that kind of thing is the same like you i found like this the removing the, the the not the dramatic aspect but but just understanding that it's a part of of life and that it it literally like it, it's with something that makes life good and interesting as well as like being fully aware that it that it's going to end yeah it, you it, know it, it's i think as a western society mm. we're we look at it a lot differently obviously than other cultures right mm -hmm. you know it's so final in our minds you know yeah. and uh you know, we're we're grieving for ourselves a lot of the time. It's, mm. it's like we've lost this person. You know. Right. Well, what about that person? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Well, maybe that person is happier now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Yeah, you we know don't know that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like with my dad, I mean, we were very sad to see him go, but at the same time, we we're kind of happy that mm. he's not suffering anymore. You know. Um, it's a good thing yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, we're grieving because we're hurt we're not going to see this person again you know or perhaps we will but not anytime soon say mm -hmm. you know um and then yeah you look at say like um you know um, like latin american culture say or, you know like it, they don't look at it as say uh as an end you know it's it's ongoing mm -hmm. you know and they celebrate you know mm -hmm. obviously there's grief and all that but you know celebrate this person's life yeah you know what i mean uh, what they've done what they've accomplished and have some fun with it you know here it's just so somber you know and 
so final, I find, yeah. you know. Um, I really try not to look at it that way. You yeah, know? like totally. And the, I mean, you can look at it as being final and still be like, maybe still get some joy out of it or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what's out there, but I try to think that there's there's more than what we're yeah you know what yeah. we're seeing here no for sure you know i, be I believe that too uh, i'm part of these uh spiritual people that believe that we there's something after there's something before and after 100 percent. it's just i mean we have a hard time with everything that our senses cannot perceive right but we we know that we live in a world where just our eyes like see such a such a sh such a small um, part of the, the full spectrum of light, by example. So there's, sure. there's, there's, we, we don't see anything. Same thing, our ear hear a very short um, spectrum of, of frequency that, that, that are there. Like there's plenty of things that we can't perceive ourselves. So like we can't really, we can't really, um, you know, put a, f uh, like words on, 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 on things that may, be here but we just can't perceive them and um but i mean i'm a big big time like believer that you know that life has a meaning that you arrive here with a special with special things that you need to go through to evolve and like I, i'm believer in like the soul soul process and that we're spiritual beings souls incarnated in in a human experience and that once you're done with this you go with something else and that i don't i don't believe in in just coincidence and that the humanity is here where it is yeah, now yeah. by just chances and like you know what i mean like yeah, two rocks sure. that that, that <laughs> yeah. collided Clided, maybe it started yeah. like that but like it, 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 it there's just too much things it's just too big for just like it was a few coincidences and but it's my my personal belief yeah, but, no, but I mean, uh, uh yeah I, I really believe that um and that definitely helps uh, it helps with with going through things and with just like taking life with more openness and and like just embrace like the unknown and change and like living with some like being detached with your ego and, and things like sure. that it definitely helps uh, so whether it is true or not it helps a lot yeah with, with it helps me good. you know yeah. Actually, yeah i feel that way a lot myself mm -hmm. um yeah you know i i would it gives me a little bit of hope, maybe. I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. Just to say, you know, that when you're, when you're done, you're done, and that's it. It's like, it seems not unplausible, you know, obviously, but it's, it seems really like, oh, man, what a bummer. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like I... I don't know what's going on up there if we're just all floating around or what yeah. the heck, but I do, I have this hope, you know, that maybe I may see some of my loved ones and yeah. friends one day, you know, mm -hmm. and if that makes me naive, then whatever, you know. You yeah. Know? I'm not a hugely uh, religious person by any means, but uh, yeah. I do you hope there is yeah. more out there and i don't think that yeah like you say i don't think this is all by coincidence you know yeah because it, it'd be a pretty big coincidence it would be <laughs> too big of a coincidence <laughs> and and there's a very there's a big difference between uh, there's differences between religion and, and spirituality but but yeah 
because I mean, we're not going to get into a religion debate <laughs> right now, for sure. But yeah, no, I mean, and whatever gives you hope is, is good, right? Like, Absolutely, yeah. Like we we need it's it's we need. Yeah, it. I mean, like, um, you know, I have people that I know that are they go to the church, mm-hmm. you know, they go every Sunday or whatever, and you know that's what I mean. My dad was a pastor, mm-hmm. um, and that's what that's what gave him comfort actually you know he wasn't it was really amazing kind of you know maybe mm-hmm. he maybe in his own you know room or something he had his like freak out moments or something but the little that i did talk to him about it, he wasn't he wasn't frightened by it because mm-hmm. he had his faith you know yeah. that's pretty neat to me mm-hmm. you know it's not something i necessarily have you know uh, he didn't find it till later in life, so maybe that's something I may come along. But um, whatever gives you that strength, you know, yeah. it's you know whether it's the spiritual side or the the religious side, whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, for me, I am very more spiritual than, mm-hmm. than religious. Yeah, not to knock either one, but. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think to say that this is it and this is, you know, whatever city you're in or whatever house you're living in, this is the end of it for you. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, that's kind of a bummer, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I do like to think that there's more out there. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's got to be some kind of design to all this. Oh, yeah. I mean,. There's there's a lot of things, and I mean there's a lot of of uh, like people like um, like interviews with people that that died that like near de- the death experiences and then and then came back. There's a lot of, of things um, around that, but yeah, I think whatever I think you have to because there's everything and anything, and like we can't really know for sure. So whatever whatever gives you like hope and and strength that's the thing you have to go for um regardless of what actually is because we'll never know until we get to that point right really so so it's not it's not it's actually a disservice to you if you like live in the fear and just like haunt yourself with uh oh i'm gonna die and like nothing's gonna what it's gonna do is gonna like make you make you having a, a less good of an experience through it absolutely yeah like, i mean like after i had my heart attack or whatever i thought you know it's just a matter of time till the next ones are here mm-hmm. and kind of dwelled on that you know what i mean and <clears throat> wasn't really having much fun because i'm just kind of waiting for this thing to happen that may happen or may not happen you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's like at some point in time, you know, it's like, well, screw this, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. enough of this already, you know, I just got to live my life, you know, you start pushing it a little bit here, pushing a little bit there, see what you can get away with, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, and actually, you know, back to that kind of like spirituality thing, when I, when I did have the heart attack and I was at work there and, you know, when I was explaining that kind of that pressure, and I was kind of like up above myself. It was so weird. Um, there was like this black stream coming out of my head. 
mm-hmm. like I was underwater, like in like an ink. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And then when that guy said, "Hey, are you all right?" You know, that's when everything snapped back. Mm. So strange, man. And like, I'll never get that out of my head. You know, what was that? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but I'll, I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. It's the strangest thing, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was something to it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, there was something definitely to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can still see there was like a aerial view of the shop I was working mm-hmm. in. It was so odd. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I could see everyone. I could see myself in this stream coming out of my head mm-hmm. of black. <laughs> yeah. But like like a like a die underwater, you know, when it does that kind of spider thing. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Interesting, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Could be tripping out or something, but uh, mm-hmm. on whatever was going on in my brain at that time, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what I seen. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what a lot a lot of people are saying, and like in these experiences, a lot of people are saying that they they see the room from above, right, and they see what's happening and and things like that. Um, that would mean that you're it's like experiencing your consciousness with something else than your eyes right yeah it's yeah i don't know you know like i know that like in that shop i worked in that shop for like on and off for about 15 years Mm -hmm. and uh I had been up in the air a few times in that shop fixing things and things so i know what it looked like from the air you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and it's uh was that something I was pulling out of my memory banks? Was that mm-hmm. something that was actually happening? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Too odd. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that might be, what is it, three hours? Yeah. everything died ah this one no this one's good this is this one the the memory got out um yeah well was that good no no it was good yeah meandering (laughs) everywhere no no it was it was was good (laughs) good good stuff um yeah no um i think we can we can probably wrap wrap this up uh now yeah, you got some a uh, pretty fulfilled story. It was <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. a little bit all over the place. Um, try to keep it in line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. a little hard sometimes to wrap around. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, there's still more to go. Yeah. More journeys to go. For sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's kind of odd. Like my my mom, she passed when she was sixty five. My dad was seventy. You know, it's like, is that is that my age? Mm. You know. And if so, it's not that terribly far away. You know, it's mm. uh, it's like 
a little bit panicky because it's like, am I doing things right here or, yeah. you know, and then, you know, then you look at it like, well, that just because that happened there doesn't mean it's going to happen to you, mm-hmm. you know, but it is, it's in the back of your mind, you know, like, especially with, you know, my mom having the stroke and, you know, it's very close to kind of what happened with me. So, yeah. Uh, that's the one that scares me, I guess, the most. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, you know, it's like if uh, if you get scared of every knock in the house, you know what I mean. You'll never go to sleep. So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. yeah, yeah. So at some points, you just got to be like, "Okay, I'm okay. This is all right." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Up and onward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are good words to to end on. All right. I will shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for sharing all that. Thank you for listening.